The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. to the Next of Kin podcast. I'm your host, Rich, and my co-host, Christian, and how you doing there, son? <laughs> son. Oh, hello, father. How are you today? Son, how could you? <laughs> how could I what? <laughs> I don't know. How could I what, father? That's right. <laughs> That's how we talk. Just That's how we talk in our daily lives. That's how we do. Child of mine. Uh, right, well, we this is going to be an interesting episode. We've got a lot of news again and a lot of topics lot of that news. tie into our news. Mm-hmm. So a lot of discussion that's going to kind of go into that. And um, But next week's going to be a good one because we're going to go see Suicide Squad this weekend. So I'm quite excited about that. Mm-hmm. That's got a very high rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. So Yeah, we're getting a lot of praise, which I, we, I've been saying for about like a year since I well, since they announced James Gunn was going to direct James it, Gunn that, 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 and that, everybody in the world that it. shit. Yeah. So. You know, this is the Edris El- Edri- Elba piece and, and King Shark and Peter Capaldi and 8 million other things. So it's going to be great. Yep. I'm going in ready to have fun. So definitely, uh, but and then so we'll probably you know get to some other things next week. But we had a lot of news things. We'll probably try to cover Bad Batch and yeah. a little bit of Rick and Morty at the what end if, if we have time. What, what if the what Marvel, if starts next week? Uh, what's called animated series comes yes. out next week as well. So and, um, we'll probably get to that. Yeah, but let's um, let's start with just the news. So I'm going to do mine first. All uh, right. I, I don't have a lot of news. So yep. the main one is that. Uh, Guess what? You, uh, the, the, uh, Universal is trying to throw anything at the wall that will stick, and they are going to try to do a Waterworld series. Does Universal even have a streaming service? Uh, I, uh, I don't know who they put their stuff on through. Yeah, I don't know like what their thing is. I think they're connected to Paramount. Maybe. I think they have a connection with Paramount. Yeah. But it's, uh, for, again, bigger, for Waterworld. That's very interesting, though, because Universal is the bigger studio by like a lot. Um, this is true. Yeah. Uh, but Paramount's tied with CBS and Viacom. Oh, yeah. So there's a bunch of things there. So Universal's got more of a thing. I, I guess, uh, you know, Universal actually, no, they're more tied to NBC, actually. So that could probably end up being Peacock. Oh, then maybe Peacock. I think you're right Peacock. about that, actually. Universal yeah. is, there's a, you know, because a lot of the series and stuff you see on NBC is are Universal-based. Yeah, but, I think you're um, right about that, yeah. Uh, but so it's going to be uh, produced by John Davis, who I didn't bother looking up because... Nobody wants a Waterworld series. He also has a Nobody wanted name. to see the movie. Nobody wants to see Discount Mad Max. Yes, Kevin Costner basically got too much clout after Dances with Wolves, so he made two awful movies and destroyed his career for a little while. <laughs> One of them was Waterworld, was basically post-apocalyptic Earth, where everything's melted, so all there is is everybody lives on the seas. So it's kind of like a pirate versus, it's a pirate version of Mad Max. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> and he has gills now, and he drinks his own urine. Because that's the only way that you can create pure. He has a filter. That's what everybody remembers from the movie. The f- uh, oh, and I and the thing that he invades so. at the end of fight or whatever is the Exxon Valdez, which is like a because they're making a political statement about gasoline. Because remember, oh the Exxon God. Valdez was a big yeah, oil yeah. leak, and uh, yeah, uh, also well, yeah. the Universal in mind because no one's going to watch that is uh, Nicholas Holt, who played the Beast in the X-Men series. He's been, uh, he's been signed on for the next big monster movie. 
The MonsterVerse is alive and well, apparently. I mean, it's doing. Ba- I mean, to be fair, they kind of resurrected it with like what was it, The Invisible yes. Man or something. I think that came out like right before the pandemic. Yes, and they're not and planning so... on putting like a super monster team together, like for like an immense no, monster that was Avengers. Dumb as hell anyway. So but yes, well, that's what I don't even think. I don't even think that. I don't even think that Invisible Man survived the movie. So if yeah, I remember correctly, I'm sure he's fine. So you can't die if you're invisible. I don't believe that. that it's not. <laughs> intangible. Oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's invisible. Isn't that a Disney movie? No, no that's Tangled. Tangled. <laughs> it's, it's not, it wasn't even similar. That wasn't <laughs> dad joke, man. It's all about the dad oh jokes. My God. Purposely hearing things wrong. All right. And then, uh, uh, oh, and the last one, which I think is also Peacock. Again, Peacock has signed a contract with uh, Seth MacFarlane, who will be returning as the voice of Ted for a TV series. Uh, great. I'll probably watch that if it, I'll, I'll give it a try. I, won't go, I, I like Again, McFarlane. it's about six years delayed. But. Yeah, sure, why not? But, you know. But that's what they said about Snake Eyes. I mean, it ended, it wasn't good from whatever <laughs> I heard. We, <laughs> no, didn't, we didn't see it, but no, for obvious reasons. No, we didn't. But. It seemed like when you started to watch the trailer, like, oh, this could be, oh, it's the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. It was like you started to get excited, and then you're like, oh, it's Snake Eyes. I don't yeah. want to see I'm this. I'm sure it was probably better than the other two. I'm sure it was. But, like, I just don't but care. But I'll never know yeah. until maybe it's on, you know, on Amazon. For free. Prime. For free. And it's included <laughs> with your Amazon. Yeah, there you then go. Then I might watch yeah, it Yeah, then. perfect. So, all right. That's all you got, that, that right? was, Well, and then the only thing is I think you were going to say, because you were talking about a what if. Uh, they said today that Chaz... Uh, Chadwick Bosman uh, is uh, his voice is appearing in four of the episodes. I had that, yeah. So. He's gonna appear in four. In all, he's gonna be in four different episodes, and apparently each one is a different version of his character as well. Oh, interesting. so it's like so we so like the main one we see in the trailers is like right. uh, like T'Challa, Star Lord, basically, which is the one they've been like kind of promoting the most. Yes. But there's apparently gonna be like he's gonna be in four of them. I think it's like ten episodes or yeah. whatever they've done. So. Hey, when we do do our fan, theory hey, the more things, Chadwick, the Bosman, the better. When our, we do our when we do our fan theories thing. I can tell you the the you know the the Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, you know conspiracy. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, we'll get that. It, basically, what it is is that uh, that uh, Chris Pratt's character is Captain America's son, grandson. Uh, we're gonna move on. Yeah, that's a terrible. We're gonna do a fan theory. We're gonna. Move, I know exactly where you're episode, going with this because the same actress was going, because the yes. same actress was in First Avenger, I believe, like in the background. This, but we're just gonna move on. Right. Like, that's basically very quickly, what they did. It's a yes. stupid. It's theory. a terrible idea. So, but we're doing a fan theory episode soon, right? What worst fan theories? Of oh, them all. at some point we'll get around. We've to got to do sure. that one. I we were gonna throw that in today, but we had too much to do. So, yeah. all right, you got lots of news, so get moving. All right, starting off with probably the biggest news of the week: uh, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for an alleged breach of contract uh, relating to the release of Black Widow. Correct. She alleges that uh, the concurrent release of the movie on both uh, Disney Plus behind like a paywall of like I think it was like thirty dollars. Right. Um, as well as like theatrical release uh, being at the same time was a breach of contract. That's due to the fact that uh, like apparently a large part of her salary um, is largely based on slash dependent on uh, like yeah, that's how well the movie was right. to do at right. the box office. Marvel started to do that with a lot yeah. of their films. The contracts basically actually that's the only one. That's the know. thing. That's the only one of the Marvel movies that's up this year that is slated to be released on Disney Plus. 
because Shang-Chi is not being released on Disney Plus as far as I'm aware, and Eternals, I know for a fact, is not being released on Disney Plus. They've made that very clear. Right. Again, that might again that could change depending on like COVID scenarios and stuff yes, like that. True. Um, with the Delta and all that. But I don't think we're gonna get a shutdown again, to be honest. So well, and it's an interesting thing because you know, like then you said that her lawsuit st- says that they did this on purpose. To limit her uh, pain. yeah, very yeah, very interesting. Like I have that as well. That the, her lawsuit specifically states that um, the, the the actual quote is Disney intentionally induced Marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent Miss Johansson from realizing the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel. So she's alleging that like the the one of the sole reasons or one of the main reasons they potentially. Um, did this was not only because they thought they were going to make more money this way, but potentially to also not have to pay her as much. Yep. Uh, and apparently also, like, also in that lawsuit, it says that Johansson's team um, tried to uh, reach out to Marvel once they, and did not, not even, even above Marvel, to Disney, um, once uh, they, they learned that the movie was going to release like both on the streaming and the theaters at the same time, and Disney was just unresponsive. They tried to renegotiate the contract so like she could like get equal benefit, like even if they get switched around a bunch. Correct. Yeah, and apparently it's also alleged that according to like people close to the scenario, there was a couple different reporters that reported this that the to listen to. A, to release it on streaming has cost Johansson more than $50 million. Which yeah. I don't know what deal they had with her. That's like Robert Downey Jr. Disney money. Like, she must have had, like, a big percentage of, like... Or, or she must have had some big perks in terms of, like, um, like the the goals. Like, she must have got, well, like, big maybe pay she, rises. Let's say like, she got 1% of the gross. And they were expecting it to make five hundred million. Well, I think it, like if they give her that amount, I you think know, it's I think it's even billion. more than I think it's more than one percent of the gross, honestly. Right. And I think it's uh, like she has like really big bonuses. Like well, if, if she hits like a certain milestone assume, in the box office, right? Which obviously right. like the you know, movie. Oh, made, I see. The movie bonuses, in the first weekend right. alone made sixty yeah. million. Yeah, we, on obviously Disney we Plus, don't know that. Takes away. Which not right. that that not that that um, not that those six the the sixty million like that was like earned that plus would have translated to the theaters like entirely no, if no. it wasn't released because i'm sure there's a good amount of people that are still like sussed out by do going we know to the exactly theater. how much they made in the streaming uh i i, as I don't far as think aware, they really i think they've only really they only released the first weekend right. with the 60 mil they made well now they weekend. don't want to release it probably partially because now there's a lawsuit yeah so and but the, the the weird thing about it though is disney released a statement that was pretty defiant and defensive and like like very unprofessional, honestly. That like that's uh, that essentially said that the lawsuit had. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but that the lawsuit had no merit and especially sad and distressing in the callous and, and in and in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged effects of the global COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, so so she like called the her out yeah. for like it not like the same company yeah. that furloughed like God knows how many of their staff right. like at their amusement parks right. during the COVID-19 right. without like. Without any pay or like any bit like severance or anything like that, but like yeah, they're same company. Let's call it Scarlett Johansson, who had a con- who you signed a contract with, right? Like, and again, this is just a rich woman um, taking out a like a, a rich corporation, but still, like it's a contract. A contract's a contract, yeah, and and you know, and that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, you know? and then the company said the company fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Disney Plus uh, of the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the twenty million she has received to date. So they also, so in there, they just say like somehow, despite the fact that she had no deal 
in place that even regarded, right? Um, or at least according to Johansson, there are no deal in place that regarded her earnings related to Disney Plus because again, it wasn't supposed to be behind a paywall at any point. Well, you on don't Disney know. Plus. Like, I, I don't know. Like, but also, if, like, if they, any of these they leak, her, they leak the her salary. Okay. They they say like you earned twenty mil already. Like, why are you like you're just you're just gonna put her salary out? Right. Usually, you don't like, hear too much about that. Like, you mm-hmm. hear rumors, but nothing ever gets confirmed. No, it's kind like, of like. No, I, I agree. It's kind of like a. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then and but let's be honest. There's been all yeah. kinds of stories over the years that like you don't cross Disney because when you do, you try to sue. First of all, Disney's got like a like a like they've got like a building of animatronic lawyers that are yeah. just ready but to although, go. Although this seems you know? like a very this seems like a, a massive misstep though, and I'll see why. Because Johansson and her team. And, like, just the industry in general was in shock and, like, very, very, like, angry at this statement. Because, first off, this was, like, a studio that, like, people, like, the, the industry's already scared enough about, like, the switch from, like, more theatrical releases to streaming. Right, right. Because, like, there's no, um, like, there's not, like, rules in place. There's not, like, precedent for, right. like, well, how much talent gets paid. Right. Like or like or, or like, the director exactly or the writer or cause producers, of, you know, directors, the behind the scenes yeah. people, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so they're just yeah, so, so the entire anyone once you get out of yeah. like your basic staff and crew, you know, and most of your cast, they, yeah. they just get paid to work. And they the are job. talking about how this is a major. You know. And again, like this lawsuit's being talked about as a major moment for the industry because it's the first major one of these cases revolving right. like the release of a movie on streaming. Right. And I don't know how these contracts are written. Like I don't know, especially as like if uh, they're if they say you know the film like because because obviously some things have been starting to show up on Netflix for the last few years. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure some of these contracts have been written already saying that you know they're not going to stream it like but i guarantee you that you're going to get into things now where things like directors and actors are going to be like i either want a higher percent like they're it's gonna nothing other contracts and here's a few other interesting like things that like because because warner brothers i think it was either towards the end of last year or the early early part i think it was towards the end of last year announced uh that a lot of their move their theatrical slate was being released uh, directly to Disney, uh, to, to HBO Max as well, right. and but that shook up the industry as well because they and they've even stated since then that they're probably going to stick with that model like going forward, even past like the pandemic. So that was a major shakeup moment for the industry as well. But which which which, which that has its own repercussions as well to like the to artists and uh, it's and it's, it's the terrible the for the, it's really terrible for the whole industry. Um, but uh, but at least, yeah. here's the thing though, like but Warner Brothers was apparently smart. Like unlike Disney in this case, apparently um, they renegotiated deals once they made the switch. Right. They they apparently like especially ones that for for bigger actors whose contracts right. often are based off of like a percentage of the box office right. or based on bonuses that reach if you reach a certain milestone in the box office. Right. They so they ended up paying an additional two hundred and like fifty million dollars to talent. So they they smoothed it over and they avoided it and like this situation and again we can I like I don't know nearly enough about the insider stuff to like to know the effect of uh of the streaming I think the major effect is is going to like very much hurt movie theaters uh, in the long run and and obviously there's a behind the it's scenes it's going to hurt the overall profit well. margin of movies in general not just mm-hmm. the movie theaters it's going to it's going to affect the entire industry in so many ways um you know just and it's and I understand. You know, it, it the problem for like it, it's going to limit. It's going to limit some of the theatrical yeah. type films. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt uh, minority directors. You know, like a like you know, female directors. It's going to it's going to because 
films aren't going to get. It, 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 there's just going to be less ways for them that less movies going to get greenlighted if yeah. the only place they're getting shown is streaming services. And oh, to be fair, know, like like nobody goes and sees um, like indie movies in theaters. Well, indie movies and in th- that's not entirely true. Th- indie movies and in theaters they don't, don't make big money. They don't make big money, Even though but typically a higher bar of average than like say. But they like, they are they are they are released. They're not released in five hundred theaters, but they're released in a num- minimum number of theaters. Yeah. And but a lot of the films and directors that you know and actors that you see out there. This is where those actors and stuff they get want their, start. their stuff to be on the big screen. Yeah. yeah, and that's where your Oscars come from. And there's a lot of funding. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's it's Again, bad this, for the this industry. Story doesn't even. It, like, it, it ends up. It's yeah. bad for the industry because then you're going to end up with just basically really big commercial yeah. this things. This story doesn't even like that. That's yeah. a part of the story, but that's like it's on. That's honestly kind of like a background thing in the story. Yeah, well, it's, like it's, it's, it's a not. It's not the main thing, but no. like there. Well, well, we need to have like a deeper discussion about that one day when I know a little bit more. We both know a little bit more, right. like in terms of specifics, but. Uh, then some other stuff has come out in the last couple of days and even some stuff today about like uh like why this has happened and how bad they've screwed up because like a lot of legal people think that Disney are like pretty like if like what a John jo- uh, Johansson's like alleging is true like they're pretty much they might actually lose and if they said like they've also said like if there's any like actress you don't want to go to war with it's Scarlett Johansson who's like mostly it was like more than like has a lot of like goodwill within the public, right? And is the most popular and well. And here's actress where, in Hollywood. Here's where Disney blows it. Now let let's back up a little bit. So well, let me just let me. No, go but before we get into that, I want to make sure people, I actually know why though. Like let me, let me before we why. get to that, we want to clarify a couple things. Yeah. First of all, there's a big difference between Marvel and Disney. So. We didn't. We, we already clarified Mar- this, though. Well, not we. No. Yes, we did. We said like this is this is a, this is a dispute with Disney. Right. This is not Disney's there's, a there's distributor very, of the film. Exactly. Right. Marvel so, Studios produce the films. Right. And create them and film them and all that type of stuff, and they create the storylines and all that, and then Disney on uh, their distribution team uh, distributes the films, whether it's, well, the it's theaters a bad move or for Disney. Service. It's a bad move for Disney because Disney tried to make. This thing, well, and that I, get, I, have, I have background detail that a, a you big, should let me finish. But it's a big promotion, like that. This is like the big female starred film, and then you kind of go and you screw the first big female action hero. In a sense. Exactly, and I have something on this if you would yeah. let me. Let's go. Uh, all right, so today reports came out, which was today's August 4th, came out that like former Disney CEO Bob Iger, who like basically oversaw most of like the, the Marvel era like at, at Disney and the Pixar and all that stuff. Like basically it was like 20 years or whatever much of it is of just smooth sailing at Disney of them. Right. Like basically Disney became the media giant they are under Bob Iger For sure. before he stepped out. That uh, is definitely true. Yes, exactly. Um, and, but apparently he's like, he's still, in a, he's still in a role at Disney. He's like the executive chairman now, I believe. Uh, which I have no idea what that does, to be honest with you. Yep. But he still has like a pretty high up position in Disney, but he's not making these type of decisions anymore. Right. Um, but he blames the, uh, according to this, is from like different uh, reports and various stuff like that, that like he blames the current situation like solely at the feet of CEO Bob uh, Chapek, I think the guy's name is. Uh, Chapek has um, left a lot of the decisions apparently to his distribution team like the disney just distribution team which apparently has a lot of new people on it that like he brought in for like because he's like a lot happens a lot of time a shake-up right. within certain departments when a new ceo comes in right. and it's been said that both uh chapek because he who is like i believe the former ceo of the parks and now he's the ceo of the whole company including like tv and like d- films and all that um 
has very little experience working with talent or movie stars or anything like that. And neither does the distribution team. And they just don't know the ins and outs of anything. Well, then they're going to so, pay for it. So, like, so this it almost seems like like just an error. And the, but then like which they could have like fixed if they made a statement saying like we well, screwed the same up. Man made but it instead, worse. like this dude's like almost hubris, it seems like, or is like uh How dare ego, you sue us? Which is ego, it seems to be like blocking away. So we've had that right. super like right. overly personal, overly defensive statement released by like basically the official Disney, which um like again, the port of public opinion was already in favor of Johansson before that decision. Well, the statement made it really bad. And like, it made it look like they were and that mad. Statement like, how dare is you like, sue us? Exactly. So the statement, you ungrateful like, woman. And again, like, like you said earlier, Kevin Feige has been, has been lobbying against like the release of that this right. entire time, and and he's angry now because like people don't. A lot of people like who are just like casual viewers of like the industry aren't going to see this and be like, oh, it's Disney. They're just going to like. So now Marvel's name gets dragged in the mud a little bit, even though they br- actually have like as a studio have. No, very but Feige to do came right out and, and said that he was disappointed. Like, and, and Feige and, said like, like he's really upset because a lot, like, of her, a lot of her co-stars came out and said it. So I feel like. And then you have stuff like it, Emma Stone it, it, it as like co- the next person right. who was like who they did the same thing with her apparently. Right. Uh, probably not to a lesser so extent. Emma Stone, she's considering a lawsuit, but she's at a couple of people. And then somebody else, a couple actors. The Rock isn't though, which is interesting. So out of what is well, maybe they had a better. It'll be very interesting if somehow they did. And the Rock maybe had better lawyers. Like maybe the Rock had better lawyers who wrote a better contract. Uh, but like, but here's the thing: these these movies were both produced at the same time. Yeah, but you don't know before COVID. Before these contracts were definitely done before COVID. But there were streaming movies before COVID, and there might have been some actors and directors. No, I think there's a chance though that like they actually like might have. Like renegotiated the Rock's contract and not these women. Well, we'll see. Like, like there's a chance. It's gonna of take that. a long time because they literally asked him about it within the week because right. he's been doing press for the movie, obviously, because right. Jungle Cruise came out and he right. said, "I'm fine with it going out on streaming." Which, if you were, if you're The Rock, your deal probably you have a Johansson type deal right. where your movie pe- d- 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 like is pinned on. Yes, um, and, he, and if, you if, don't if, know. If not, he's make he. And if yeah. not, he's probably getting paid more than Johansson. I'm, if not, it's the like the very similar amount. Well, and in and in defense of the and Rock, the idea that he wouldn't be upset right. right if they released it to streaming without having a deal that he would get benefits from. Like, I don't. It's very unlikely yeah, to me. I don't know enough about how like you know how much the Rock made for Jungle Cruise. He paid and I don't know. And I don't know if, if he's been the highest paid actor for like but, a lot of and the again, last like five six and years. If he's the highest paid actor, for example. His contracts look a lot different than even Mark Ruffalo's. Like his contract's no, going to look a lot again, different. I'm cool with that, but the thing so is, his, though, his this may is a be worded specific, completely this different. Is a very specific scenario. But they might have re- if they renegotiate, no, it's going to look bad. It's not. But again, if it's good, it has to be a renegotiation though, if it's the case. Because this right. movie was started production like in 2018, 2019, way before COVID. There's no way that he included like a streaming clause back then. There's almost no way. It, but you it's don't know. Super Sometimes contracts are written differently. Like I've seen a few contracts, and sometimes contracts are written in such a way to capture everything, like and other mediums. Like if there was a simple line that says theaters and other mediums, there's simple ways you start putting things in contracts now. So like if I'm a director and I'm getting a percentage of the cuts, the first thing I'm going to tell my lawyers and my agents to say is if I will get ten percent of the of the box office yeah. and and any sales on other mediums. It's literally and again, this one is entirely, more sense, Again, this you know? is from, from me, this is entirely speculation. Right. Like, there haven't even been, like, reports this of that. This is true. But so, it just seems weird to me. It does seem very weird, and the, and Disney made it look worse. 
And Daisy Midler, of course. Right. And it, and that seems like the most Hollywood thing ever that they would right. re- renegotiate something with a male star okay. and then not do the same thing with female. Got it. So again, Got again, it. I have no proof of that. I haven't even seen a report on that. Got but it. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that comes out. Okay. You got anything else on that? Uh, that's kind of all I have for that. Okay. But, like, but that's that's a very like weird scenario. Yeah. That, well, and honestly, a, like, if, the, if that's the leadership come. they have in Disney there's right now, come. and like, it it actually is, right? Um, like the like the CEO's fault and some of the people that he right. has around him now, like they're gonna be having a lot more of these scenarios, like, because that's some very very rookie stuff right, right. there. Okay. Uh, what but else? There's a lot got? more to come. You have a lot. Of I got energy. a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. You're very Let's angry see. about this. Well, yeah. I, I think it's just I just think it's like very. Uh, because it's an easy. It seems like a very easily avoided situation. Okay. So it's and so it's either like like I know I've just egregious. Go, go to the next one. I know, but it's but you're it's like, rehashing. It's like very. It's either egregious error or it's this. like very cynical. Yes. Like it's probably both. If not, yeah. Well, it's, it is. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Johnny Depp one has won a lawsuit against Amber Heard. Good. In relation to her ACLU donation investigation. Uh, uh, into or oh, into the actually that's not the best way to describe it, but basically uh, what that lawsuit we won is Amber Heard slash the ACLU is forced to disclose how much of the seven point uh, or seven million dollar settlement she had when they divorced, um, how much of that she donated to charity. the The context is um, when she divorced Johnny Depp, she stated that she was donating all of the money to the ACLU. Um, this is a claim that Jeb's team does not believe. Okay. But the very interesting part is that in the law, in like the in the fifty million uh, defamation case that John, uh, Depp lost last year right. uh, against Heard, um, one of the reasons that the judge sided with Heard was that one of the claims in Depp's lawsuit is that she only married him for money. Right. When there's literally a part a part of like when the judge's statement that part of the that uh. Basically, like that couldn't possibly be true if her donated all of her divorce settlement to charity. Right. Now, if it comes out that she donated like half of it, well, or didn't an donate appeal. any, or then they have an appeal, and it goes then she court. has an appeal because they can use that in like right. the appeal as like that undercuts one of the judge's main points of not right. siding with Depp, and it's, it can be used against her character. Well, and it's gonna, and that's lawsuits. gonna that's gonna hurt her in some of like. Uh, you know, and her so we'll know Aquaman that 2 soon. and all that type of stuff. Exactly. Know? So we'll know that pretty soon. And okay. if that comes out to be true, then we finally might see her kicked out of Aquaman 2. Okay. Which they've been very, I don't know why. No, they keep like, no, she's very, great. And they even did like reshoots with her for yeah. like. Yeah, um, no, they did. I know. For like, for uh, what's it called? Uh, the Snyder Cut as well. Because apparently a lot of that last stuff was all reshoot stuff. Oh, so, okay. like, so that was in the last year. And this has been going on like throughout a period of time. Right. So. Okay. Again, that, so that's that. Uh, ben, also relating to the DCU, Ben Affleck will reportedly set, start filming uh, as the Batman for the Flash movie next month. I, there's like, th- are there like nine Batmans right now? I just can't even keep track. Well, of the thing is, Batman's people thought he was done, and he uh, was done. Well, he was. Done, he had a lot of stuff because he had a, his personal life kind of fell apart behind the scenes. But it's like, all he's, better he got now. A divorce, he started drinking a ton, but now he's, he seems to be a lot happier now. Yeah. Like he. Like he was in a relationship for like a year before this. Now he's back yes. with like Jennifer Lawrence again, which I think we talked about in our yes, previous. We did. Uh, we did. That's it, Lawrence? Je- no, it's not Lawrence. Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. He was with a different Jennifer. And now he's with a yes. So. Uh. Anyway, a couple other random things that have to do with that movie. Uh. uh Prince is here. <laughs> oh, the dogs. Here. The dogs What's here. Up? What's up, buddy? The studio dog is here. We love this 
Studio dogs. <laughs> it's like a movie, you know. No, it's, it's, it's Reservoir Dogs. Go on, Prince. <laughs> Bye, Prince. Bye, Prince. <laughs> Loved it. All right, back to this. A couple other random things that I just saw that I was when I was looking at that movie. Uh, they're introducing Supergirl in that movie as well. Yes. In the Flash, and she's being played by like uh, Sasha Kaye. Yeah, Kaye. Yeah, Kaye. I believe yeah, I is think, the how you yeah, pronounce you it. It's like name. a Hispanic name, I believe, or right. Latino, one of the two. Uh, I don't even know what she's really been in, but uh, she looks the part to me. But yep. I just thought that like how many characters they get introduced because they also have Everybody. Keaton. Because they also have Keaton's Batman in this. Yep. There's reports Cyborg's in this. There's like yep. there's a lot of characters in this. So this is, it's going. They're trying to make sure that they they got to do this one right or they're yeah. Really... But also related to that, um, is they they've said that uh, like that Henry Cavill is not reappearing in that movie. Right. Um, this was a, a report by Umberto Gonzalez, who's like a journalist and insider for like the rap, right. uh, which I think is like, I don't know if that's a website or like a magazine or something. But uh, he said that he is not going to appear in The Flash. And this was following some rumors on like social media and stuff that he was appearing in The Flash. This guy came out and confirmed that, that he's not in that. And not only that, but apparently he doesn't even have a deal in place anymore. And uh, he has no deal to currently air or to appear as Superman again in any DC movie, which I think is a shame. Well, there's, there's, I've heard so many different things with that, and and Cavill's team hasn't, uh, Cable, his team's not said anything. No, so I don't. This know This guy if seems that's to be accurate. like pretty like well connected though, from everything I was seeing. Like he was reporting, he was reporting a lot on the the Johansson stuff too. Like I found right. a lot of the information I got from that as well. So we're just got the way it's seen. Again, and I thought like with like the Snyder cut, especially like he's just like he finally he's. Coming to his own as Superman, right? Like it, like and like his journey as Superman. Like but there's his, been other rumors floating around. But there's other rumors out there fitting. that Man of Steel two is going to be is being discussed. And well, it's you I know. mean, but it's doubtful though when you hear about like Michael B. Jordan, uh, right? Like developing his own Superman right. series but, at the same but time. We got so four. We're going to have four Batmans. We're going to have two. So you're going to have two Supermans and yeah. Supergirl right. at the same right. time. We're going like, to have three Batmans before you even have a Batman movie. We're going to have three Batmans next year because we got a Pattinson Batman. We got to have. Michael Keaton back as Batman, and so we in, might so, see. So in the DCEU, like, because I I know they're doing right. a weird thing where like not every movie's in the DCEU, which I'm yeah, fine with. Right. Like, I'm cool with like not yeah, all being connected. Twelve universes in that universe, but it's like, uh, but it's like there's somebody like you have the, you're using the same characters like in these different universes yeah. though. Well, it's a variant. Uh, yeah, I guess. Hey, why not? Uh, what else we got? I got a couple more things. Can I state my real important news that I wanted to say that sure, I can call you out about? Let's hear it. So several weeks ago, we were discussing. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey and I insisted that he had been in a relationship with Jenny McCarthy. You insisted he was married. No, you okay. insisted he was married. No, he I was said he was married. with her. Nope, you but you, married. no, you said they were never together. And and I, one of our fans who listened to the podcast, sent me a message and he screenshotted it that they were together. They never planned to get married, but they were. And you insisted that I got I'm the character. I'm pretty sure you said married. No, 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 no. Don't, don't try to get semantics on me. I, you are not technical at I'm all. Technical. You said no. There, you got him. Con- you got him confused with somebody else. You got him confused with whatever the other at whatever Wahlberg, Gal- Wahlberg or whatever. And he is with Danny Wahlberg, but he was also she was also with Jim Carrey. I was right. You were wrong. One point for Dad. I bet. Woo! All right, it's one to one hundred and six. <laughs> Doesn't now. matter. It's one. I'm gonna, it's one to six thousand. I'm, I'm gonna when I can get my <laughs> when I get my three pointer. I'm taking my shot, man. I'm right. that from Hamilton. Are you happy now? I'm gonna take my shot. 
Uh, the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series will premiere on September twenty second. Uh, September second. I'm gonna have to stop. I, I'm glad I'm retiring next year because I've got I need more so time. So a little over a year from now. I, I yes, but I need I need a, more time to write watch all these yeah. things. And again, that can work. And again, I think that show is like they're doing four. I think they're doing four seasons or something. Yes. I think each season is two hundred fifty million dollars. Um, it's <laughs> just in production. They just film. They just finished filming season it's like one. Avatar two. Of course, they're filming in New Zealand again. Right. Um, of course. That uh, they just finished filming, I believe, the other day, and uh, they released some promotional photos. They showed the one uh, I forget the name of the city. I like Lord of the Rings. I'm not like a nerd about it. Like I don't know like the background stuff. I right. love the movies though. Yeah. Uh, it's like the one like Elf City, like in the background, like in yes. very very detail. I, I, I bet you they don't called. call it Elf City. Yeah, Elf City. The it's Elf like, City. Here I come. It's like just yeah. like shitty. Like it's like like what's it called? I really like, like Lord of the Rings, stuff. but I can't name more than about four characters. Uh, Aragorn. Gandalf. Uh, Frodo, um, Mr. Frodo, Pip. I don't. Is that a thing? Is that one of the twins? Isn't one of the twins named Pip? I don't know. What's are what's, they even twins? I don't know. What's, they, what's, they the, what's the, the guy with the, the ring? The tree, precious. tree guy, Saruman. Uh, precious man. What's who's precious? Saruman. That's his name. And this and, isn't that the wizard? Is that the wizard? Precious. Or is that, the, is that, that guy. Gollum? Gollum. Yeah. So I couldn't even name four. <laughs> I don't remember the king. There's the angry king. I know that. There's a there's uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch dragon. No, no, wait. I'm good. That's, that's the Hobbit. That's the Hobbit. Yeah. Well, but they're all the same. That's universe. all the same. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, the Miss Marvel Disney series yeah. uh, will not uh, likely debut until 2022. Now, liars. That's with Hawkeye coming out. With and that makes sense because Hawkeye is literally coming out on right. November 24th. Right. And um, again, we've only had three Disney Plus series so far, but each series we've had has been at like least six episodes. Right. So, like, that would basically bring it to the end of the year, and that's and that kind of brings it to about when the book of Boba Fett starts. Right. So. So is Black Widow's sister going to be on the show? Yeah, she's confirmed. She's definitely confirmed. That. So that's yeah. not going to be a good scene. She's yeah, so probably like, not so feeling think, too so good like, so about him. So far, him. the main cast of that, right. the, the main cast includes Jeremy Renner as uh, Hawkeye. Uh, I'm for, I'm blanking on her. Florence Pugh as. Uh, right. I now I'm for blanking on the character's name. Yes. Black Widow's sister, right. and uh, obviously the prodigy. It was play, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on it. So many names today, my right. God. But yeah, anyway, like Hawkeye's little, basically like apprentice, essentially, right. uh, who's being played by Haley Steinfeld. And we don't know how much that's tying in anything else. Uh, no, we don't. I'm sure it'll tie into something, but I'm for sure now, there's Black verse, Widow is tying into something it. into versing. Yeah, everything kind of ties into something in yes. one way or another. One way or so. the other. Uh, what else? We already. I actually had the same Chadwick Boseman stuff that you had yeah. uh, written down. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who's uh, from Westworld and is playing Commissioner yes. Gordon in uh, both Hello, the, in both the Batman when that comes out next year, and he's also and he's Felix also, Leitner in James Bond. That too, and he's also playing the character because apparently they're doing like Gotham PD like Ooh. on HBO Max, so he's going to be reprising the character on that as well. Da, da, which da, 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 I don't really da, care da. about that, but okay, like. <laughs> Uh, but he said a little, couple little tidbits. He said that uh, Robert Pattinson's performance as the Batman is outstanding. Okay, uh, it's obviously he's been on like set and he's in the movie, which, so he. I'm sure he wouldn't lie. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't lie about <laughs> it at all. But uh, he's saying that he, he's that Patterson has crafted like um, at least two distinct personalities for one for oh, Batman and then one for Bruce Wayne right. and then also one that is like Rob himself is like very different for both the characters. And also, like, there could be, like, a Bruce Wayne um, personality when he's in front of people, and then the Bruce Wayne personality when he's not in front of people, and then Batman as well. <laughs> so, not to mention, he also said that um, that they're really uh, 
like leaning in on the detective like vibe of Batman yes. in this movie. Yeah, like no, very, detective, very detect- heavily. It's supposed to be the detective comments Batman. Yeah. Yes. And also that they're really leaning into this will be the first one since like maybe the eighties, I guess, where they're gonna really lean into like the the neo gothic vibe of yes. like Gotham. Yeah. Where like because obviously none of the Dark Knight very movies very much like none the, of the Dark Knight movies yeah, had it. Like, they kinda had it in like yeah, yeah. uh in maybe the DC a little bit, but not very well, or not very much. It didn't get a lot of spotlight. Yeah, like we never the because we never even the had Tim, a full Batman what's movie. His face? No, not those ones. Like the new ones. Like the new ones have kind of had like at least the no, arc, no, the, the original arc, ones had yes, the those ones kind of had it as well. Yeah, yes, they were that, that you're saying since the Michael yeah, Keaton since ones, the Keaton ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, then we got. So yeah, that's. Can all I tell you something about Robert Patterson? Sure. I got something I got to talk about. Let's go. So I watched The Lighthouse, which I watched like a year ago or something. Oh my yeah. god, that is the weirdest movie. Incredibly well acted. But he's great in it. He's very good in it. Like he's good in everything I've seen like since uh, yes. Twilight. But it's one of those movies like, uh, oh my god, I just I had no idea what was going on in that movie. Again, he went and did indie films for a decade to yeah, basically. No, prove I mean himself. he's. Like, I mean he's very, 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 very good in the film. And he's I very mean, respected in the industry now. Yes. Like, which is why he's got this role. Like, and then like, go watch something. Like, don't just base your opinions off of a movie that movie series that came out ten years ago. He's gonna kill it. Yeah. I think he could easily pass the potential to be one of the best Batman. Uh, yep. That'd be cool. No, I, he may be the best Batman. Honestly, potentially, who knows? You know, I mean, because I mean, don't get me wrong, like. I'm like we haven't really had a well, we haven't had George Batman, Clooney. We haven't had a Batman movie in about ten years now. <laughs> George Clooney's a terrible Batman. Yeah, but every other Batman was good. I don't know. There's only the, the one guy There's did four. the one movie, right? There's what was the guy that did the one movie? Uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, he's all right. And then movie. obviously, and then Bale Knight. does a good job. Bale and does, does a good great job. job. And I think besides the besides uh, the original Justice League, everything that uh, yeah. Ben Affleck's been in, as, and actually, as has been pretty solid. I would argue so. in the original Justice League, although he's too comedic, I think Ben Affleck was very good as Ben. No, I really hate his performance in the original okay, Justice well, League because I feel like it's entirely like they tried to man, I, they tried the to Iron char- Man him, but he was good. Yeah, because he's literally he, not the same character that he was in the movie that came out a year before. Yes, but when you remember how much hate he got when he got casted. No, but everyone. But he, here's the thing: he got hate when he got casted. Then he went and put in a really gritty and great performance as Batman, no. which was probably one of the, which is one of the only passable right. things in Batman v Superman is his performance. Yeah. And then you go and change it to pander. Yeah. But he was. Um, my point is, he did a good job. Not in like not in the reshoots of Justice League. Well, because that's directing. Again, in Justice League, where and the normal and the Snyder right. cut of Justice League, when he goes back to the actual character he was actually playing, yeah. instead of a, a poor copy again, of Robert Downey Jr., yeah, then he goes back to be good. But yeah. then, like besides that, which again is not his fault because okay. he was obviously being directed in a horrible direction, right. but by Josh Whedon, who deservedly is canceled now as well. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Sorry about that. Sorry for the distraction. <laughs> then we got uh, some Venom news. Uh, obviously, the trailer. Obviously, the Venom. Let there be carnage. That's going to be a great. We're just going to call it Venom Two because that's too long. Yes. Um, I think it's going to be good. Um, I think it's very well casted. Oh uh, yeah, well we we saw uh, what's his name, the guy who's playing the serial killer. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, we saw Woody Harrelson towards the end. Woody of Harrelson. Venom. We, we talked about last week. Like who's the who's like the best. Like who's the next Bill Murray? And I think Woody Harrelson's kind of like the next guy. What? Like I like Woody Harrelson like the way I like Bill Murray. Like, but he's I, like rarely do stuff, you though. see. Well, my point is Woody Harrelson can be a comedic actor. He can be a serious actor. He's kind of just like likable in everything yeah. he does. 
Yeah, you never really dislike Woody I, Harrelson. I don't think I've ever seen Woody Harrelson in anything where he didn't do a good like job. I feel like I've seen him in like dozens of stuff. Too. He's been like, in a million like different genres. Yeah. He's not afraid, and he, he and he's done it. And that's why I like. And his father killed JFK. Okay. <laughs> his father. Well, then you okay. never heard that theory. His father was a hitman. Like a hundred percent was confirmed to be a hitman. Okay. And then he's been linked to the a hundred percent. No, yes, a hundred percent. Like, like he went. Like I think they, they got executed. Like okay. because like no, for his crime, but later. like a hundred percent, Woody Harrelson's father was a hitman. Okay. <laughs> it's really interesting. But all right, well, I'm, I'm gonna have to it, look at that. And later. he's like, and his father like gets like roped into all those like JFK conspiracy theories uh, all the time. Uh, okay, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it's no. a funny thing. All right, um, but yeah, this is a really good trailer. Uh, yeah. Again, like I think they're just the fact that like again, I it. hate the original Venom. Yep. I think it's awful. Besides, uh, Woody Tom Her- Hardy. Besides, yeah, besides Tom Hardy's performance as both himself and Venom. Yep. Uh, it's the only possible thing that saves that movie because the plot is non-existent. But it made a lot of money. So but yeah, it a, lot made a lot of people of money, didn't agree with it. But it made you. a lot of money. Yep. So, no, but be, like, go look at any review, though. People did, but just people wanted to see it because it was Tom yeah, Hardy. Yeah, but it made so much money that some people saw it more than once. I'm sure, but like, there's, there's not the, enough money for that. Really, not a lot of love for that movie besides Tom Hardy's yeah. performance. Okay. Like, which is fine. Like, that's cool. But I like, go see Tom. I like watching anything Tom Hardy. But again, in. this time, like, there's, there's there seems to be way less studio interference this time. Yeah. There seems because obviously they they made that last minute change last time around yeah. for making it R to PG-13, yep. yep. which was stupid because I believe it came <laughs> well, out once again. I think it came out literally the same year as like. As Joker, or like right. a year before, and then Joker went out and did a rated R movie and made a billion dollars the yeah. year after. In that movie, made and a lot was of money it after too. That? It was after the Deadpool. Joker was after, and it was after Deadpool. Exactly, these were both after. So Deadpool, they they so just were. They really had no trust. And in their why own would brand. you think like, oh my god, that we don't want little kids to go? like? It's not a little kid yeah, movie. They had no confidence in themselves. No. Anyway, the vibe of this looks really good. I yeah. love that the Carnage is a scary character because yep. it's just literally a dude that was a monster yes. before he even was an, an actual monster. Right. Like he's just an actual. Like, this is a very much, like, they have, like, even the story of, like, Eddie Brock, they're really leaning into, like, journalistic stuff this time around, where he's literally going and keeps interviewing um, this serial killer, and then there's even a shot in the trailer where they're, like, digging up bodies, like, in a random, like, field, essentially, and he's being interviewed by the media, so he's literally, like, Eddie Brock is, like, talking to this guy basically before he gets executed, and trying to, like, locate the loved ones that have been murdered for people, like oh, which is like sweet. a real thing, like well, like how investigators like will, will constantly yeah. push and push and push for years right. and years right. and years right. on like real life serial killers. Yeah, you're already in jail. Trying to get some closure right. for these right. people, like yes. definitely. So like that's why I love that thing as well, and just the idea that um, like then the, the monster like that could then be uh, like infected with like powers. Yeah, because like, he would have been a monster and scary enough by himself without like being carnage. And, like, he's literally, like, the same thing as Venom now. And there's even a point in the trailer where, like, uh, where, like, they, they see Carnage, I'm assuming for, like, the first time. And, like, Venom literally recedes back into, like, come like on, Eddie come Brock's on. body because right. he's scared. He's like, that's a red one. We don't <laughs> fuck with this. Like, we don't fuck with those guys. And he's like, yo, get out. I'll let you eat as many people as you want. Because, like, again, Tom Hardy always does these weird voices. And for some reason, the Eddie Brock voice just works. And, like, his little interactions with, like, Venom are, like, well, they were the best part of the original movie. Right. So, yeah, also, no. the CG looks a lot better this time around. Well, they like, got a little more money this time. They made enough money off the uh, last Yeah, one. I would hope so. This one's rated R as well so yep. we got that um again the, like this is I don't really maybe like, we need venom one the the whatever yeah. our cut we also got ravencroft which is like uh in the comics is like uh like a, an a experimental facility class yes. like jail that kind of enhances like that uh what's right. called the experiments on yeah it's kind of like uh so we see like this the one character we see is like yeah. shriek kind of like arkham it's, it's yeah. a similar thing which like yeah it's, it's kind of yeah. yeah uh and it's uh 
we see Shriek in this trailer, who's kind of, she's kind of in like a box. She's the one who's like screaming oh. out of her mouth. She has like the black. I thought canary, you just pronouncing. She has like black canary I thought you were pronouncing Shrek wrong. No, she she has like <laughs> bla- she has like black canary powers basically. If you know. Right that. there was like, how are you doing? Like those random ass. That's like, the shriek. worst Shrek imitation ever. Yeah, but was, what? It wasn't that was Shrek. That was terrible. I forgot what? this. He's Scottish. Irish. He's Scottish. I was close. <laughs> oh yeah, they're God. both in the UK, aren't they? No, that's all. Oh, well, they're offended in the... a lot of Irish. Well, sorry about that. I don't know. I'm not good at either one. So. Yeah. So. uh... But again, her power is like literally that, uh, like vibrating like frequency out of yes. her mouth, which like they've set up is like one of Venom's weaknesses. So I'm sure. Well, that, yes, because we so know I'm that sure from that'll be used we know that from Spider-Man Three, the best movie. When ever. you hit it, when you hit a pipe, and and <laughs> Venom like goes, ah, I can't and handle yeah, at it. Least this time they have a person who screams at like and the like, bells, really high pitch. not the bells. The bells are make more. Spider-Man sense. Three is the worst <laughs> movie, and it doesn't get enough hate. And even if it got a lot of hate, it's still not getting enough. So weird. It's the such movie, a, the pacing of that movie is so wrong. I don't know what happened. I'm and again, sorry. There was a, and again, there I was killed. a ton of studio. It's okay, Sandman. I'm gonna cry too. Let's. I'll just cry in this and movie. Again, and again, that's a st- movie that. And, and mo- if here's the thing with superhero movies. And let's movies. have superhero movies. Let's only have be, him just dance for yeah. 25 minutes. Let's again, have a 25 minute dance sequence. Besides, in like the some film. of those like really shitty like 2000s like superhero movies, yes. like like Daredevil and yes. like Electra and shit like that. This mo- is right up there. With Super, those. Most superhero movies that have been like, uh, like really, really terrible. Not just like average, but really, really terrible. Right. Are terrible because of studio interference. Spider-Man yes. three, uh, X-Men three, uh, like what's it like uh, X-Men Origin Wolverines, right. uh, su- the original Suicide Squad, uh, the, the original Venom, like Venom, right. like all these mo- all these movies that are particularly awful in comparison to like just the average genre are all movies with an abundance of studio interference. Well, pretty much. Because they try to play it safe yeah. whenever. They and also can. another thing that I just realized um, was because Andy Serkis was doing some like interviews this week about Venom as well. Uh, he's the director. Oh yes. Um, and I didn't even like clock this, and I and I feel stupid for not clocking this. But he he compared Venom to Gollum in Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, oh my god, they literally got a guy who like spent three years in a row. Basically, having to portray two personalities of like the same person within the same body. And then they put that guy in charge of Venom, who is two different personalities in essentially one body. Right. Like that's like super. Like I love like that. Like if anyone like is, is fit well, to like really take equipped that to thing, do it. I don't know why I didn't like. Yeah, you never thought like, about clock that. that. You never put. No, it I don't know why I didn't clock that at mm-hmm. all. And I feel I'm like ashamed of myself or not. But like that, I feel like that's right. like a really good recipe for. And again, I've watched like the only other thing I've seen Andy Circus direct was that uh, he had like a Jungle Book, because Jungle Book's like a. Like it's a people when people say Jungle Book, you automatically think of the Disney one, but it's one of those stories that like uh, is like open to anyone to write a story about. If you know what I mean? I don't. No, I don't. I don't. No, like Jungle Book's not a Disney property originally. It's like a novel. Oh yeah. But it's, it's based but, on but the it's book. in the market. Like it's right. it's. I forget what the word is for it, but like anybody in any studio can develop oh, a Jungle in, Book movie. Oh, it's in it's uh, in it's in the public domain. Yes, it's in the public domain. So it's like, over like a hundred. Yeah, so I think they released it right to Netflix, maybe, or like I watched it on Netflix at least, and like it was a pretty, it was a very different take of the movie. It was very similar to like the. Uh, yeah, he, it was it was a more serious version of it yeah, than like he, the Disney version. He wrote version. Venom. He wrote Maugi, The Legend of the Jungle. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, and and then and I enjoyed some that other movie. other things I never heard of before. So breathe. He wrote breathe. He directed breathe. Okay. I didn't see it, but I know what that is. I think those a couple of those might be short films because I think the Maugi one was his directorial debut. Right. So, I think it, I believe you're right. 
Uh, but anyway, like that, I just thought that was really cool, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's actually a really smart like piece of like yeah. like work to get the guy who's like, and yeah. especially because that was the best part of the movie by itself. To that, even enhance that further potentially with the direction that this guy might be able to bring. Yep. Um, not to mention just mocap, which I'm sure there's a lot of in this movie, and he's an expert in that. Yeah. So well, he's the king of it. All right, now we get to. Uh, I think this is my last story. Um, okay. So Suicide Squad director, like the, not the not James Gunn for the new one, uh, the yeah. one from 2016, uh, David Ayer has taken to Twitter uh, to clear the air about the like that film. Uh, His this version, is, uh, but His movie. not uh, about yeah about the 2016 version. Right. This is after a lot of online uh, talk regarding the potential release of the Ayer, the Ayer cut, which has got a lot of steam going. Um, once the suicide, once uh, once we heard about that, this was good. Good, the suicide code was, and right. especially after, um, especially after uh, the Snyder cut did so well, and people were like, all right, if like if that if the Justice League, which was so bad in the original version, could be this good, then surely uh, like the actual version of Dave and Suicide Squad is notoriously known for being direct like edited by a music video company. I remember correctly. Yeah, right. Like, they took it away from David Ayer and his team, yes. and they gave it to some, like, studio that, like, pre- like predominantly edited music videos. And that's and why there's right now, really songs in there. Exactly, thing. and you can really tell. The most accurate depiction of that movie is it's like uh, like a middle schooler with ADHD pressing shuffle on his iPod. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the okay. most accurate depiction of that movie, like, a uh, description of that movie I've ever seen. And again, out of all the suicide, of all, of all the movies I hate, like in the suic- in the superhero genre, yeah. like Suicide Squad is one of them, and so like well, I, he directed Fury, and well, I he love directed Fury. Fury, and he directed uh, what's uh, Training Day? End of Watch. I think he directed Training Day as well. Uh, Training Day is not on here. Uh, what's it, what's the word? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Not Machine Gun Kelly. He wrote he wrote a video. He directed a he video directed short a music video with for Mingo Shelley and the Ambassadors and BB Rexha, and he did, he's been on yeah Training music Day. Videos too. Training Day is his first movie. Um, okay. But anyway, like so, he wrote this big. It's like a three page. He's the writer of that. He didn't direct. Oh, he's the writer. He yes, wrote. That's right. He wrote it. He wrote a bunch of stuff. He wrote. And that's based on U five seventy one. But that's based he on his experience. But what no, uh, I Sabotage, didn't know. And end I, of watch. Here's the thing, though. Let me. So. Here's, let me. Because uh, there's the long, a lot of shit in here. Right. Uh, what's different about this, though, and why I like, I'm actually for an air cut now, is the way he like describes it in these three pages. Um, Training day, like, is written off his own personal experiences. And rumors and stuff he learned. Because this dude, like, he goes through this, in the entire first page, it's just talking about, like, how, like, screwed up his life was. Like, for much of it. His father killed himself on Christmas morning, and when he was four years old. He was in foster care, abuse, disruption, more schools than he could count. This is, like, I'm just, like, like breezing through this. He got arrested when he was, in like, living in L.A. Uh, he was on probation for forever. Had to take a... Uh, Buster Crenshaw, like it's just like he was in gangs, um, like there's just a ton of stuff right. in this. He was just like in dangerous shit. He was in like on the streets. He was like involved like drugs. Uh, and, it, then, and then here's the other right. thing he said. He literally like this is like the, the weirdest thing. It's like I've seen bodies, I've seen blood, heads busted open, watched people die, like stepped over brains. Well, on the he sidewalk. did. All, he did in 2017. He did a training uh, day series. Yeah, that didn't really. He's like got my ass beat by the LAPD more times than I could count. Right. Dropped out of high school. Uh, spent every day on the streets. They took someone dying in my arms, covered in their blood and vomit, to wake me up. Oh, so okay. like, so like, and he, so he joined the navy. He was on a nuclear submarine for like three months. Okay. He got back. Then he kind of like his life fell apart again. He was addicted to PCP, and he was like, his life was just like being like was over. He was he didn't uh, 
file tax returns for seven years after like leaving the Navy. And the only and he just thought that he was just basically just burning time until he ended up like with a case again. It was back in jail. And then but during that time he started to write training day. And okay. nobody would take training day because nobody back then would could believe the police could be so corrupt. Right. And then you had like a bunch of like uh, the Rampart scandal, like in L.A. happened. Right. Right. And then like it started to get more traction. And then yep. finally, training day was able to come out and it gave him a career. So basically he said like he puts his life into all his work. And he said, he said I put my life into Suicide Squad. I made something amazing. My cut is in trend, uh, intricate and emotional journey with some bad people who are shit. And are shit on and discarded, a theme that resonates with my within my soul. Well, maybe they'll let him do his cut. He's like in the studio cut is not my movie. Read that he's like, it's a it's an, it is not a ten week director's cut. It's not even his version. It's a directed by it's a it's literally edited by uh, Lee Smith, who's like a guy he works with a ton, uh, with incredible work by a guy named John Gilroy, and it has a, it has a score as well. Like as a, there's not a single pop song or like. Right. No, they went real. A radio song in yeah, that entire they, movie. Yeah, they, and honestly, if you look back at like the Comic Con when they announced it, you slowly see the shift of the tone of the movie from like the the tone that David Ayer is kind of respond talking about here right. to the cartoony like right. pop of color like bullshit radio like right. thing that's going on there. Like yeah, like yeah. 90s music video. He's like, it's a traditional th- character arcs, amazing performances, a solid three-act resolution, and a handful of hand- only a handful of people have seen it. If someone says they have seen it, they haven't. That's what he okay. says. And he should be cl- he's, he should be clear. He's like I thought he should. He's like I thought I was gonna be dead long ago. He's like I'm blessed. Like I don't need to make this movie. Basically, is what he kind of comes out and says. But um, basically, he was getting like he just wanted to address it. Basically, but basically, he said that like another thing he said is um. He's seeing like bad people do great things, and he's seeing good people do horrible things. So like, and when I like read all that, and like I take that into context, I'm like, they literally had the perfect guy to direct Suicide Squad. Well, but they were. Like, that almost of it. sounds like. But the they exact, were afraid. Of they it, were and afraid. That's, that's what it, these, almost similar, these similar, similar to Venom as well. Like, yeah, they, but this is even more egregious. Yeah. And basically, and also like, I'm glad he did this because he was getting like a lot of the reviews, like the, for the new Suicide Squad, were praising. Uh, right. We're using like almost the, like as a comparison to his like to like that movie, and some of them are even talking about him by name and like getting personal. Right. And it's like it's not his movie first off, and we've known for years it's not his movie. So the idea that you would like call out David Ayer in your review, or like shit on him in your review when you know like it's not really well, his maybe film. That, maybe they'll. And again, re- maybe if, his if, film isn't great. I think if but, this, if, if but like, there's no way that I'm after reading that that I don't think it's gonna be like. Well, good. we don't know that, but like what I was gonna try to say was yeah. is that if you let suicide, if Suicide Squad comes out, two comes out and it's yeah. good, then I bet you there'll be a, there'll be more of a call. Yeah. And then they'll they'll Warner Brothers will want to release it because they're gonna want to make yeah. money. Exactly. And so. James Gunn has had nothing but praise for David Ayer, who he's talked to on a okay. number of occasions about when he was making this movie. Yep. And uh, there's even a special thanks for David Ayer in the credits for yep. the Suicide Squad yeah, as well. So okay. again, I, I actually quite I love Fury, uh, like which is David yeah, Ayer movie. Good movie. I love Training Day. Yep. Um, well, and if you think of Training Day and you think of you think of Fury, they're very similar. Yeah. They both yeah, have they that are. guy who's like the brand new guy who's really not ready for this and then all the shit that he sees. That both movies are very similar. And you could say that Brad Pitt's take, character is a lot like that... Brad Pitt's character is a lot like Denzel's character in training. Exactly. Day. You know he take it is a man that uh King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Basically, like it seems like a lot of his just movies that he's like wrote yeah. or directed like are very like like they, they there's seem, a, there's they a seem similar, to resonate with his life experiences. There's a, there's a similar like, theme through his films. Or just like witnessing horror there. and like witnessing horrible things yeah. and like 
um, being like maybe like not the best person in the world, and right. then becoming a better person through like your arts as well. So it's just like right. he's he's a very inspiring story. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Look so up. I'm look glad. Up. Yeah, look that. Look up that Twitter post and read it for yourself because it's beautifully wrote. And uh, the guy deserves like doesn't deserve any hate for Suicide okay. Squad, and he does there's all the love for that shit. So okay. and I'd be I'd be happy to see an air cut. Okay. I don't I don't need it, and if he doesn't want to do it, which which judging by that, um, but it's like he, uh, it's he, done. He like even, even but it's done. It's sitting somewhere. Kinda yeah. It's not true. like no, the yeah, Snyder. It's, it's, it's not like the it's done. He had to redo. Like, it's actually finished. It's sitting in a vault somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Like he has it on a hard drive somewhere or something. Well, like. somebody has it somewhere. If people watched it, even if it's only three people, then it exists. Exactly. Like so that cut exists like already. Like the Brenda in the world. Star movie that I can't wait to see. <laughs> if you ever heard the Brenda no, Star movie, that is movie? an interesting point you just made. That this cut exists. It's not like he has to edit it. It already exists. Although he did go out of his way. Like he doesn't shit on Warner Brothers in this. Like, so he, he kind of, like, doesn't want to, like... Okay. He didn't, like, he didn't feel like, uh, like, starting a war with them about okay. anything. So, like, and honestly, that's a good idea if he does want to ever yeah, right. do that movie. Yeah, to, there's to no preserve, point. To preserve right. the relationship. And, right. and again, he said, and he said, like, I have nothing but support for the new movie and all the actors, the ones I worked with, the ones I didn't work with. Yep. And it's like, I, I just hope for the best for DC, right. Warner Brothers. Right. Like, so he was very, like, despite that he went through a lot. because well, he's like, trying. He's probably because he's the bigger like, picture. For, for, like, for, like, because he literally got, because he was devastated, he said, like, when he got, when he went, kept going home every day. And he kept and he got removed from, like the like he, he got taken out of his creative control. And as a director, like to have a movie that you probably filmed most of yourself, to have, then have the edit taken away from you, I can't imagine like right. how depressing that would be. Yep. Right. Uh, I think that's all I had. You got gummy bears. No sour patch kids. These I had one. These are awful. Okay, so sour patch kids with mystery. We, we went to like Seven Eleven before, like to get yes. water and stuff. Before this we is this an podcast. important topic we must cover. <laughs> yeah, we must cover this. Um, and anyway, we saw a bag of sour of what sour does patch it say? kids. It says mystery flavor. So you're they're white. Um, the one sour patch on this top is as a detective hat on and I'm like a fucking uh, magnifying hand, glass. Like hand over gonna... here. I wanna, I'm gonna try one. Alright, I'm not eating this again. I'm just gonna, telling you right I'm now. I'm gonna taste is... the flavor. Alright, I'm handing it to you. Ugh. Crinkle it in the mic. <laughs> they're they're white for some reason. Uh, they don't have any food coloring. They're really bad. <laughs> just hear the smacking of your lips. You couldn't pay me to eat those. I I think it's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I couldn't have said that any better myself. It's, it's terrible. I, I'm gonna burn those. In I the, don't know what it tastes like. I'm putting those in the fire when we get. You know home. what the secret flavor is? That oh god, why is there an aftertaste? <laughs> yes, where is it? <laughs> it's, it's literally like eight seconds later. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm putting those in the I'm putting those in the fire pit when we get home. By the way, like and like that's the first thing I'm doing. They'll explode. I don't care. They deserve to. I hope Sour Patch doesn't want to sponsor the show because we just lost that. Yeah, no, that's no, terrible. Yeah, no wonder that they put a fifty. Like they, apparently, it's like guess the flavor, and like if you guess it right, it, yes. like you get fifty. Like for some for some reason, there is a familiar taste in there that I can't <laughs> tell what it is. There's some familiar taste in there that I really don't know. It's only there for like a couple seconds though, and then it disappears into this and, and awful then, and aftertaste. And then you get over yeah, the awful aftertaste. Like yeah, I don't know what it is. Vomit. But maybe the maybe, maybe the, it's vomit. <laughs> It's the after the secret flavor is vomit. Maybe the whole it's, point is like just to disgust you so much that you maybe can't guess it. If you it. threw it up, maybe it tastes better coming back up because it oh definitely didn't taste good going down. So it's, it's in your eating in reverse. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> so here's my big topic. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. You, I'm just gonna let you rant for a little. <sighs> oh bit. Oh my lord. So 
Obviously, Tell me when if, you're if done. you've listened to this, you're <laughs> going to take a nap. If you listen to this podcast, <laughs> you'll nap, know yeah. that I love Doctor Who. I've watched Doctor Who. And I very Who, much enjoy Doctor Who uh, as well. Going way back to the 70s, watching it on PBS when I'd get home from school. Uh, you know, the third Doctor, John Pertwee, Tom Baker. And then obviously I rediscovered, the, I, I kind of lost track of it after um, after the, the last couple Doctors that were on TV. Back before the show was canceled, I kind of lost track. Like the Sylvester McCoy series, I didn't really see too much of those, admittedly. But then when it came back, uh, and I really got right back into it, and I've been more into it even since it's come back uh, with the last five Doctors. And uh, I was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase this with, um, you know, I was, I think you and I were both very open to the new showrunner. And the new doctor. Uh, we were both open in a time when a lot of people were uh, were being it against, can't were be being a against woman. a woman doctor. Yes, um, which for some, which I don't. Again, I don't really care. Right. Uh, like they're like, like I I didn't care that the doctor was female. I just like wanted a good doctor, and uh, and I think there are people that like her, but uh, me and you just we've never we've never taken to her, and we've taken to everyone. Even Eggleston, to an extent, the first Doctor only lasted a season. Yeah. We took to. He's the worst of the of everyone of the up until four. now, but he's better yeah. than her still. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and, again, I I think what and, what and we really love each of and like Matt and Smith and Smith and uh, Tennant are kind of similar, but also have their own uh, differences. And then Capaldi's very different from either of them, and Eggleston's different from either of them as well. So it's like. But this what I don't know. She just doesn't feel like, and I think it well, was me, yeah, she doesn't like, have a distinct personality at all. So as the doctor, it starts. And again, I mean, we could go back and forth whether it's the acting, whether it's the writing. It's a it's little both. bit of it's a little bit of both. I think she could be a very good actress. I didn't think she was outstanding on Broadchurch and anything else that I've seen her in. Um, I haven't seen her in anything besides but, Broadchurch. But um, this, so. but, but Chinball, the the showrunner, uh, he's it, more at fault. He he's he's really to blame because. Um, he picked her, ultimately, and he didn't know how to write for her. And 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 it's it's very frustrating because it, it he didn't even know what he wanted to do. I will say, like to, to Russell fair, Davies and Moffat Moffat both knew exactly yeah. they had arced out like four series. Well, the best example is four series. Is the river. Yes, the best way, and this will prove the, the genius of the writing. It, Which I, of, not everything Moffat did. Not, not everything Moffat did was great. No, but Moffat. But this is this, this is proves, about this show. This is this a, is about show yes. running. This proves different. Yes, though. the show running is not just. Well, let me just make some episodes this season and see where we go with this. Oh, I'm going to make some different episodes. I'm going to write some different episodes this season. Um, you know what? Today maybe I'll write an episode about going to, to Mars. No, that's not how Doctor Who works. It's never worked that way in the the modern era, and it didn't really work that way even back. Uh, you know, like it, 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 not to the level, but anyway, um, um, so, um, but anyway, Moffat, no, like, no, but so, so like what, when, when he introduces River Song, David Tennant is the doctor and it's and still David the Ten- old showrunner. He, yes. Only, this, only thing he did around now, that he time. He wasn't was, even the showrunner at that no, no, point. It, it was the old showrunner at it, that point. It, it was the guy before It was Moffitt. Russell Davies was yes. the showrunner, but, but Moffat was, was the director of Moff, a lot of these Moffitt shows. Moffat wrote the script and they already knew that he was the next showrunner. Yeah. So he went to the. To, to Russell Davies, and he said, "Listen, for my doctor, we're going to be introducing this character that is very, very important. Can we do this episode? And and she will know who Tenet is. And there's this amazing scene. 
uh, when she's there and she's talking about her life with the doctor that she's just basically finished having yeah. and tennis hasn't even started yet. And it lines up perfectly with the rest of the, the tenant Smith, even in the Capaldi run. Yeah. It's genius. It's genius. Mm-hmm. And, and things that would happen in an episode would come back and be huge. That's how show running works. And, and, Jimbo doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Like he, uh, no. uh, I, I, let's start with the, okay, let's start so with the let, very few things we can praise him for. He's made some good episodes. The, the, the Rosa Parks episode's pretty good. Although there are some weak parts of that episode, like the villain's he, pretty. He like, tries on the nose. to do like he tr- like he does like a he, he's like the guy who's the bad guy is kind of like the same thing that yeah. Jack Harkness is supposed to be. Yeah. He's trying to, uh, what he what he's tried to do, especially the first season. The second season not as much because he at least he had a, he had a bit more he had a bit more direction right. in season two. Again, the first it's not series. A, it's was, not a direction we liked. His the first, first season series was like, him like the to doctor doesn't matter. Like she's only going to do things that matter to like two people. Where he felt that the doctor had gotten too big, and he decided that Jody's doctor and her friends, because for some reason he didn't want them to be called companions. So hey, farm. So everything was. It's my farm. It's my farm. Okay, we get it. It's, it's like, and then she doesn't even get the TARDIS for several. It's like, it's just. Nothing's good. Like there was not. There was a few good episodes here and there. It's not poor. It, the best actor was Graham. Was the old guy who, who yeah. tags along again? There's been like Graham's a good. Show, like so the, we can the, the step brothers good. Graham. The step brothers good. He gets better. The step son is good. The step son gets better as yes. the series goes along. Yes, um, they were. Their characters are actually. He wrote those characters. And then in the fine. second series, the well, other, the second other series, doctor you meet, uh, he's great. Yeah, he but he throws in this like oh. Everything you know yeah. about the last 58 years of Doctor Who, it was all bullshit. Yeah. And he pissed off every single Doctor Who fan. And it wasn't good new canon. No. It was just silly. And like, so he had this stupid. So his arc was going to be the forever child or the timeless child or whatever it is. And, and nobody likes it. No. Nobody likes it. And then he introduces another doctor that we didn't know about who actually. Who has gonna, five it, times as much charisma. She had five times more charisma in four minutes of screen, four minutes of screen time. Yeah. And, and See, we've seen like she must have like 10 percent, if not like five percent of the screen time that right. um, the new doctor has. Yes. And or the and, 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 that, and Jody, that Jody has. And, and, and she is able to like uh, like put be much like she's more be, of a doctor. She has her own personality more in those little bit of time we've right. seen her. He wrote that doctor very time. well. Exactly. He wrote that doctor very well. And, and I then, think that's a better actress. And he also as well, she's a better actress. And but then also the he did a great really job. Well. He did a great job of casting the master, the new master. I don't think Again, I don't know why he's back. So the early, writing's but. not good for the master, but the direct the, the the casting is very good. And yeah. the actor makes up for pad writing. Even mom yeah. who casually writes she watches Doctor Who. She knows everything that happened to Doctor Who. She's not like a fan boy or a fan girl, but she definitely knows Doctor Who and she doesn't like it. No. And it's and she says she's just doing a David Tennant imitation. Yeah. And she's all about like just like female led, like <laughs> That's for sure. the, against the She's got a shelf in her office of girl power. Exactly. Like just of, of examples of girl power and Wonder and Woman, Wonder and, all these Woman like, and and you name it, like Princess Leia or, and all kinds of things like that. So she wanted a good strong female doctor. She's like but she's terrible. She's not, and like, and and mom's offended by like, why can't they just be called companions? I don't think that means anything. Oh, it's my farm. They're my friends. They're my farm. Like, and it wasn't like even when they brought back in one of the fans' favorite characters, Jack Harkness, in that last episode that we saw. Even Harkness wasn't able to give her something about. As stuff. good as he is, and as established as his characters, it was so forced him trying to take the quality writing that he had received and direction that he received and try to fit it in. 
So anyway, long story short, Jimball's done, but he After only has one, he has one more season, which is six episodes. So we'll what, let me week. let me. Yeah, this is mine. Remember, so yeah. I, I'm so mad because <laughs> I want a 12 episode season, but he already said, oh. I'm only doing a sack up a six episode season and they're all tied together. So he's doing he's doing a Disney ripoff and then he's doing three specials in 2022 and then next Christmas so there'll be a Christmas special. He couldn't even ever he got rid of the Christmas special made it a New Year special like somehow that had nothing he, to do with the holidays. He, it had nothing to do with the holidays. Which it was first, just an episode. It's the first one that has almost nothing to do with the holidays. It's the first one that has nothing to do with the holidays. There there's been some that have less to do with the holidays than others. But there was but, always some Christmassy thing. Like, exactly. Yes. Even a town called Christmas wasn't a great one, but at least there was something that made it feel like Christmas. Hers had nothing to do with Christmas. It just came up, and they were like, well, you know, and it was almost like he didn't like Christmas, so he's like, well, I'm going to do a New Year's one instead. Like, because I'm just going to change, because again, he felt this need to change it. He, and also, the, the, the other thing that goes that I got to mention too is that the composer left too. And when the composer left, the music got awful. Mm-hmm. And I think when we watched the new Doctor Who series, like, dun, 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 all those themes, each season had a musical theme that yeah. carried on through. And that was such a, and, it, and there's so iconic moments where David, where, where David Tennant or Matt Tennant, Smith, Smith or even Capaldi, Capaldi yeah, stuff. all had their own musical theme that went with them, which is important when we think of it. And we're going to talk about that when we finally get the Bad Batch about somehow music is such an important thing. Yeah. Also, I can like off the top of my head, like I can think of the Clara theme. Yeah. I can think of the the Rose theme or the Amy and Rory theme or. Or like the yeah. Raggedy Man, like I can think of all those things. I can think of all of them off the top of my head. Like, well, like when Capaldi's in, the, I can't think of any when of Capaldi's in the barn. Yeah, you know, or the the moment when 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 he realizes how he's going to feed the master when the, all the dialects are there. He's like, I'm an idiot, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm out of the box, and like, you know, and and Capaldi. And here's the other thing too. I know not everybody loves Capaldi, but Capaldi probably was the best actor for the character since Tom Baker. Uh, potentially, yeah. I'm not Again, saying here's the thing, Smith and but here's the thing, Smith and Tennant Smith are fucking Tennant, really high caliber okay, actors. They're really, well. really high caliber actors, but Capaldi's still better. I think so, probably. <laughs> or at so, least as that character, he just knows like like he embodied the character more than even the guy was did. the the guy was the president of the John Pertwee fan club when he was a little kid. The yeah. guy's been a Doctor Who fan. He became an actor, so someday he, he could, could be, be Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Like yeah. it's literally the part he was born to play. Like mm-hmm. that's literally. what And he yeah, I think the only people that are like dislike him are. Uh, the people that the want people the, that, that were I want to have a crush on the doctor. The people that were introduced to the doctor during like the Tenet Smith era, which I was introduced to the doctor. Like my first doctor that I ever yeah, watched. But you're was more Smith. sophisticated in your defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My my first doctor was was uh, was Smith. But yeah. I but I love Capaldi. Like honestly, like Capaldi, like. Even, like, and again, more, than, more often mom, than not, Capaldi ends up being my favorite doctor. I think mom's like, it's a great example. Every day. Mom, yeah, right. You, we say this all the time. We watch the Smith episode, you're like, oh my God, he's the best doctor. It between but then Smith you watch the Tennant Smith. episode, yeah, exactly. and you're like, oh my God, Tennant's the best doctor. Then you watch Capaldi give the speech, you know, uh, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, Capaldi's the best doctor. It's all he watched. Then you got some of the but Smith even mom, speeches as well. Mom, like, didn't, mom warmed up to Capaldi, and she said, oh my God, he ended up being so good in the end. And, and yeah. mom's just the average fan. So, and again, Capaldi's not, I, I would say Capaldi's not great in his first season. I, I think they wrote him a little bit too, they, too they, rough they, around the edges they, in the they, first season. They wanted, they almost wanted him to come across like he was like had Asperger's or something. Like they really wanted him to evolve. And I think that well, this, he's very socially inept compared to the last. Because Smith two. walks in and he's literally the doctor by the end of the first episode. So does Tennant. There's no evolution for those characters. They're pretty much who they are from the first episode. And I think Capaldi wanted the character to evolve more, which is more like it was in the old days. Yeah. Again, like me, he's an old. He's an old. Which school again, doctor it should be guy. different. 
each time as well because each and doctor he is, is completely a, different from one another. And he's another. such a throwback to Pertweed and Tom Baker. Mm-hmm. Like, his mannerisms, his costuming, like the genius. And even when they started introducing things like where he's playing the guitar, when he plays yeah. the Doctor Who thing on a guitar right in a tank. I mean, like, it was just genius moments. Like, I can't wait. And we got the, none of those. Like, I can't wait for the Jinbo. 60th, because when we get to the 60th, well, it's, generally, right. it's generally going to be like. Well, let me, let me get into. In this, we, the 50th? We got to get to that, because that's a, that's a topic on my list. Oh, the 50th? About. Well, okay. the 60th. Okay, we'll talk so about that. So, talk about the yeah. 50th if you want. Go ahead. The 50th special came out like 2013, I believe, right? Right. 2013, 2014. The last last year, Smith was the doctor, Matt Smith. And this had some of like, I think there was only like two or three doctors. They had John Hurt, who they casted, who's sadly passed away since, um, who played the war doctor, who was like a doctor that nobody even knew existed. He was supposed to be Eggleston, but he refused to do it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because to be fair, he didn't get screwed over a little bit. Uh, But but basically, uh, Smith and... Tenet's like interactions in that movie are basically perfect. Oh, every moment is perfect between those two. And I, like, I just can't wait till they add Capaldi to the mix. Yes, because Capaldi's gonna be an even di- like, <laughs> like he's gonna like, be such like, a grumpy old them. guy compared yeah, to like, like he's gonna you know, be so mean, yeah, grumpy, he's grumpy. gonna be so yeah. mean, bro. He's gonna be such a yeah. He's such a, he's so condescending. It'll be like when he was on yeah. you know his other show. It'll be like when he was on um. Which hopefully, the because, hopefully for the sixth year they do the same crossover type thing again. They, I I hope they do. Um, but let's get to the sixth. Which they might not. So but. Chimbo and 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 Jody are both leaving. The good news is they're leaving before the sixtieth. And that would theoretically mean that the next showrunner will be writing the 60th, and it might be their first thing. We might be introducing the new Doctor for the the 60th 60th anniversary. Interesting. Honestly, that way it's timing timing right now. The conduct does look like that. The good news is is that the 60th, again, won't be starring Jodie. So Jody's character will be diminished no matter what yeah, she'll in be that in episode. It. She'll be in it because they got because one of the most famous doctors is the five doctors. That's one of the anniversaries they did many, many, many years ago. Um, we won't see Tom Baker again. We won't see, the, but we will see Smith. I believe. I think we'll see Tennant. I will definitely see Capaldi and Jody. And I think they will be introducing new Doctor in some capacity. Although it's, it'll be interesting though because because we've never seen the new we've never seen the Doctor a new Doctor. Um, basically interacting with a brand new doctor interacting with the previous selves. Like, Honestly, I could have met you. Like, uh, who's your choice to be the next doctor? Okay, talking? well, that's what I want to get into. Wait, who's, so, your, wait, who's your next choice, real quick? Just say it. Uh, I, I I don't have. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pigeon myself with a specific one. I have my. Ch- I have some choices. I don't have one. Because because uh, of the guy from uh, what's it called? Well, let me. Can we get to that? I want to yeah, get sure. to. So so. Because uh, I, I just thought of literally an idea in my head. Well, like okay, how well, that could we'll, work. hold on to that idea because what okay, I wanted I to you. do was so, so first of all, um, and I got to scroll through my notes here to get to where it was. So, what I can't stand is everybody in the world, first of all, has great ideas on who the next doctor should be. Oh, I hate this. So, I I'm just exactly gonna read, and, and these are people that have absolutely no common sense. Yeah. Like, so, or brains. So, some of them are like David Tennant is on the list, Edris Elba. Ben, Benedict Cumberpatch, Hugh Jackman, Jim Carrey, uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, like literally people that are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, they're yeah. not doing. They're not doing a TV show. Yep. First of all, even if they wanted to do a TV show, we would never have any episodes because they'll never have any time. You're already asking and Benedict BBC Cumberpatch. Can afford it. They can't afford it. That's why whenever Edward you get Selba a new, that's is, why whenever you get a new Luther episode, Luther's doing two. a movie. There's two of them. And Luther's or doing a movie yeah, now. Exactly. 
and and obviously Hiddleston's already got another show, dumbasses, as well as Benedict Cumberpatch. We're probably never going to get another Sherlock again. Yeah. Or, or it's going to be 10 years from now when his career wraps yeah, up. Sherlock's is, yeah, the most right. popular thing yes. that, so that he's BBC, not doing. Well, I said this to you the other day. Sherlock is the most popular thing that BBC right. have ever made so, by a long shot. Right. And like they cannot get him back right. to do it. Or the other guy. Because the the they're yeah. both big because yeah. the show propelled so, them to so, superstardom. So most of the fan ideas that are out there are all bad. Yeah. Um, there was a few other bad ones, and I did find some good ones. Here's my premise for the new one. Here's what it's going to come down to. It will not be a woman, okay? It may be uh, a mo- almost guaranteed not to be a woman, Because yeah. they got to try to get the, the core fans back. And I think they blew their chance with Jody. And they got to wait a couple more times. At so. The only person that, unless they went with that woman that played Dr. Ruth, and they, the, her name was Ruth in the episode, So because she was the... I yeah. forget why she, she was. She has done. a name for some reason. Right, we don't right. know why. I really. forget why they said it, but but her if they were oh because they thought her name was Ruth and then she said oh, no, yeah, she I'm was the doctor. Someone, yeah. She was pretending to be someone named Ruth, just yeah, like he yeah. was David Smith or John Smith, yeah. which was like her thing was was Ruth, and um, then it turned out she was a doctor, um, and. Um, so I really don't want to go down like the list of women because one of the people was uh, uh, Mooney Masako, who was the soldier in the Loki series. Yeah, um, there, there's been a lot of good ones on there. But to be honest, it's not going to be Daisy Ridley and it's not going to be what's his face. Uh, the the black guy from the Star Wars movies. It's not going to be any no, of those the, guys. Those are, those are also in the category of like the other ones. These people you cannot afford. They're not going to get the role. So, um and again, really? BBC often hires in-house. The the two that I really, 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 really like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if he can do this. I don't know if he's too busy. I don't know if his salary's too big, but um, I think Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen was yeah. in uh, Good Omens with David Tennant. He comes across like a mix between the fourth Doctor and the sixth Doctor. He comes across like an old school doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not super physical. The running will be hilarious because he probably ru- he'll have a funny run. Um, but he comes across as that he would have the genius. Yeah. And he he's comes, been very, and he he's a very, very good actor. An and I don't doctor. think he's a super. Yeah. yeah I, I would like the idea of this. Who occasionally would break out. Yes. And then like give yes. these speeches or like rally yeah. people or like, but like very rarely. Yes. And not, then, not scared. The because other the doctor one, can't be scared. Yeah, no, but. no. The doctor, the the, the doctor always kind of has a plan. And I want to get back to the doctor always having a plan. And then he's like, because that's the best moment when you think it's all said and done. The doctor's like, no, not really. Like, when, remember watching the the astronaut season when? How is he getting out of this? And then it's like, yeah. oh yeah. And then they go through all those series of flashbacks. With the people, the little miniature people, and how he got it, and the hat, and all these different crazy things, mm-hmm. and and it's like, oh my god, they're so smart. And and I'm looking. The other one that I think is uh, an interesting choice um, is Richard A. Aoti. They've been I, talking about him for years. And, and like, he, like, he, I think it's Aota. Is it Aota? Is it Aota? Yeah, or I mean, I've Which looked him two? up, and from what I've seen from him, those two I think are the most. Those are my personal choices. And he's, he's, not a, he's saying, a black man, right? Yes. Okay. And he's a younger he, he guy. Kind of gives off a Matt Smith vibe. There's, from yes. There's seen. a couple other guys out there too. There's a short, ginger-colored actor who's much younger. He's the same I, guy. He was reported before Jody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that he's, he was being. He's kind of young. Um, He's a little also, too young, right? I forget the actor's name. Yeah, uh, there was there was a couple others in there too, yeah, or at least he looks a little the, too. Young. The, the guy, the guy who plays Q. Um, 
That's not a bad show. He, I just think is, he's. Is he I, think, a lot of, I don't know what he's in. I think he's. I think he's a, a higher powered actor. I don't think he's coming back to a TV series. Yeah. So maybe. I. But to but be also honest, Sheen's pretty big too, though. Yeah. I, Michael Sheen's kind of. But he's, big. Got, he's like out of sixteen million net worth. Yeah. Like, like, he's got a lot of money. Yeah. Like so. I. But I think like. He's not the biggest star in the world. No, though, I think th so. this would be his chance to finally have an established Nico career. And he's not a young guy, so he he's might like, be more interested. Think, yeah. He might be more interested in looking at something like this. And and if not, I just think the BBC's got to do a great job figuring out who they got to make sure for, the next one. Here's nailed. my two things. So the guy who who, who like started like Babylon Five, who's yeah. an American television producer, uh, he volunteered to be the next showrunner. So you're going to do it for free. Because volunteer means you're not getting paid. You can't have an American do it. Okay, exactly. I'm an American, you're an American, and we don't want Americans running Doctor Who. It's, it's, it's distinctly British. It, it is. And if yeah. anything, Doctor Who does great is when they make fun of America. Yeah. I love when they make, well, they fun, make fun of America. They make fun of the UK, too, as well. They, but they, make a, they make a lot of fun of America. Yeah, they do. They really do make good yeah. They have a good time. You don't want Americans with time travel. You've seen their movies. Okay. At the end of the day, and I think you'll agree with this, what, I, whoever I, the next doctor is, whether he's a man, a woman, right. black, white, Asian, whatever you want as to As long as the writing's be, better. As they, and just, the they just have to actor, kill it because otherwise they're going to lose a lot of fans. Well, and here's. It's already fell off a cliff in ratings. Here's the problem The problem is there are some concerns out there. That they're just going to shelve it for a while, and and I hope they don't. I hope they realize there's a huge market out there, but the problem is is that I don't think they've been grooming anybody to take over. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a couple ac uh, writers who have uh, written several episodes, and I looked up the episodes that they wrote, and I think they could be interesting choices. But uh, I did Google their names, and neither act writer seemed like they were interested. Uh, I don't know if they have someone in the pike. I don't know if Moffitt knows somebody that he works with. I don't know if Russell Davies has somebody that he worked with. That maybe they 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 need a network. They need you know um, they need a network to try to figure out like a network of people to sit down and decide what they want to do with Doctor Who next. And I hope they don't just shudder it after Jody. That's my concern. Yeah, that, and also you you admit defeat almost like that yeah, you right. like that the first time you tried to do something out of the box what, like you let them like you're, you're, you you're, failed. Yeah, big, that you end. got a really good point there because then it would be the legacy of Jody being the first female doctor is and that she, she killed, killed doctor she literally killed the doctor who cannot die so it's like okay so we got it we we need a good regeneration let's put it that way mm -hmm. you know we need it and I mean it's it's I I, I mean I love Christmas and I loved the last. What eight years, mm -hmm. nine years, whatever it was. Yeah, getting together and watching the Christmas episode. You know, my nephew running home to because he's got to get home in time to watch the Christmas episode. Yeah. Uh, and then even like when we watched the fiftieth. I mean, I remember like it was, it was. I mean, it was exciting. I mean, if I wish they would have just done the fiftieth in the theater, I would have gone seen it in a theater. Like, I mean, yeah. um, among fans, the main one who's kind of an uh, that's been getting a lot of buzz. I think she's British. Um, is the Loki showrunner. I feel like she's got she's already working, but uh, but also like uh, well I mean I feel like yeah I feel like she's gonna be in charge of Loki season two though right. and although to be fair I think by the time Loki season two comes out which I don't think will be next year, right. um I think it'll be like like I don't think we'll see Loki season two until like twenty twenty three, right in my opinion at least oh I could be wrong but uh. Cause didn't they say they weren't gonna film Loki didn't we talk about that, that they weren't gonna film Loki till like. Next year, anyway. Yeah, I don't so that know. means they wouldn't come back, and I would assume they would probably release it around the similar time. Right. Marvel kind of keeps their people in the same 
time frame. Like Doctor Strange, for instance, came out like seven years ago right. in like March, and it's coming out in March again. But like, I, I, I'm worried that if they don't find someone who's ultra committed to Doctor Who, we're going to get this like, well, you got four episodes a year for the rest yeah. of your life. I need someone that's like, you got to save Doctor Who. You've got to put this together. Uh, you know, and that's it's just become so inconsistent. You you got to get back to every Even fall. Even after Capaldi was every fall, yeah, the Capaldi, and I'm not sure what happened with that. Why the Capaldi seasons weren't that consistent? Uh, but I, you need to get back to that. Every fall, there's going to be a new series, or you or, or you're going to, or or I don't remember exactly if they were fall and then Christmas. I don't remember exactly how they did. They it. always moved around, like yeah. what time of year they were. Sometimes which it'd be a fall weird, release, but... and then Christmas would be the end of it. And yeah. sometimes Christmas was the beginning of the season. But then a couple times there we had the Christmas special, and then we had to wait a year. Yeah, and and, it, and I just you got to get back. Like that to happened like, with Capaldi once right. or twice. Yeah. Like because Capaldi had like four or five Christmas specials, but only three seasons. Right. Like right because there was that one year where they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. And and I and when it comes right down to it, um, it's some of the best sci-fi. It was interesting yeah. because they were interviewing Capaldi for Suicide Squad, and of course, Screen Rant, yeah, which should be punched in the face if you could punch a website right in the face, was like, "Oh, Capaldi called out the you know how bad the BBC is." Yeah. No, he didn't. He was talking about how fun it was to work on a big you know multi-million-dollar production, and comparing it to Doctor Who, where we literally hold things together with safety pins. But he paraphrased it by saying, but I loved working on that show, too, because that was some of the our shows doesn't require great special effects because we were always based on story. But it was fun to do the opposite in the case where I didn't have to worry about having, Mm -hmm. you know, my my costume. It was not a call out to BBC because if there's anyone there's anyone who's never going to throw Doctor Who under the bus, it's going to be Peter Capaldi. Because yeah, he, he had a great run, and, and he knows what he did. I mean, and, you know, I, I, I miss his character. But, uh, yeah, to yeah, the 60th, if we can get, you know... Especially after how good his last season was. If they do, like, the six doctors, and somehow they could get Eggleston and everybody back, uh, including Jody, and then introduce the new doctor... I mean, there are people that like Jody. There are. I don't dislike... I don't think she's terrible, but she's not... She just has the least amount right. of personality of all of them. She, like, well, no, she does a great David Tennant imitation. I don't even think it's a good one. Okay, she does an adequate David Tennant. But there's no... But Tennant had... Oh, she was good. Wasn't she good in the Christmas special? Or she the was New okay. Year's? Like, wasn't she like kind of better than she usual? Was, we thought she was better in the last one. We yeah. did say that. The one with the that one with Harkness. The one with Harkness, we actually thought she was pretty good. Yeah. We we were we, we were, were we were we were we were satisfied with that. But episode. here's the problem: the relationship wasn't as like satisfying as we thought it was no, going to be. But the but, problem is when it comes down to it, it was like. It's just—it's like you yeah. go to a restaurant and you have four-course meal, but then you get to the fifth course and the dessert's really good. You're probably not going to remember the dessert as much as you remember as you weren't satisfied with the yeah. first four courses. Also, also and that's kind of where yeah. I am. Also, to be fair to Jody, Jody, by the time um, she leaves, when I was looking doing the math with like she will have been the longest-serving doctor in terms of with the least number of episodes. With yeah, with only thirty-three episodes, which yeah. is like I think like nine or. Maybe right. not. It's either nine or eleven. Right. It's like it's one of those two less than I think Capaldi was right. the next lowest. And Capaldi was lower than I think Smith had more than Tenet, right? I think no, no. Smith shouldn't have more than Tenet. I don't think because Tenet had like uh, three seasons, and then he had the like four or five season thing at towards the end, right? Where he had like those four episodes where before he regenerated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Where Sorry. Smith only had like oh, the Smith kind of had that too, didn't he? Right. And I and I no, no, Smith I'm hoping had, that uh, when they get back to. It, it, that the new showrunner, that they understand that if you're going to do a weekly TV show, 
then you got to have some episodic episodes and have a running theme that carries the season together. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, you, you can have some one-offs because the oh, one-offs. That's fine. Yeah, because like some the of the one-offs. one-offs are great. I mean, like you know, the Lodger is a great one-off episode, but it's tied into the greater storyline. And and I don't just want a six-episode Netflix series or you know a Disney and Plus also, series. And also, like the, the, the thing because about you because you weren't smart enough to write more than one episode. But also, here's the thing you about know? the Doctor, like. There was many. There's many like tenant episodes that aren't great. There's many, um, like there's a lot of Smith episodes that aren't great. I don't know there's if a, I would say many, but I mean there's like a good number. It's not like there's a like a, there's a decent little chunk. I don't have that are like average. Okay, but, I have but, very but you few. Still want to watch every episode? Because I have of very the few. I have very few tenant episodes or Smith episodes that I would skip. Oh no, I wouldn't. Here's the thing: you're, you're missing that the one with me. the blob where the bodies yeah. were in the blob. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I would skip that one. Um, but here's the thing: you're misunderstanding me, though. I would skip very little episodes of any of these shows, even if those shows aren't episodes aren't great right. or good or good even. Right. But the thing is, like with all those, the difference between this series, which has also had right. bad episodes, like much like older series, is that at least in those series, you have a doctor you love. Which the point of Doctor right. Who, Doctor, the Doctor and the actor that plays the Doctor is bigger than the story that goes on in Doctor Who. Sure. Like the main draw is the Doctor. And the distinct personality the doctor has, you know, and, and the relationship right. that he has with his companions, the, the humanity, or with people that they meet in the episode. So, for example, the story is less important, in my opinion. The doctor will do anything for his people, and for anyone, any doctor, whether it was Tom Baker, all the way through, they established that the doctor whatever he needs to do, yeah. even if that meant sacrificing himself, because obviously Tennant does that to save, you know, uh, Wil- uh, Wilford. He he yeah, he gives exactly. up his life. I could have done so much more. An amazing scene. Uh, Capaldi, same thing. Like, does he spends a billion years in that inside that disc? You know, uh, because he's not going to he's not going to give it because he's going to do what he has to do to save Clara. And she said, "Why? Why would you do that?" And he says, "I had a duty of care." And that's the doctor. The doctor grieves. The doctor. Doesn't can't save everybody, but once in a while he'll have that moment like nobody dies today. Like and and you know there's episodes like let me let me have this one where where he knows. Um, and, and there's just so many, and I just never I can't think of an episode with Jody where even when she's with the master, like the master gets the best of her. Yeah, the and, master gets and, her and, a lot. And the, Which the master always does, but in the same episode, like the doctor kind of gets her back, or the next episode, yeah, the doctor or, wins. Or the like, doctor kind of knew what was going on, and he kind of had a plan all yeah. along anyway. Like when he was dealing with um, the when Tana was dealing with with what's his face, um, you know, it was it was really good, but you knew the tenant had a plan because he had Martha off doing stuff, and he he knew where he was going. When when even when Capaldi was getting bested by Missy. He knew how to put it together, and and he, he and he had that moment where the speech came, or the music started the play, and you knew that it was all going to be all right, and you just never felt that way with Jody. Yeah, you know. Well, she's also had like very. I feel like every season, like the Doctor has like four, five, six, seven moments that are like really where he just stands out, where he does a speech, right. or he like saves the day with a great plan, and like the music swells in the background. Yeah, and like well, that barely happened boom, to boom, Jody. Boom, 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 we had two boom, seasons boom, since he started. Boom, like, boom, boom. like Good Man Goes to War. Yeah, she's I had mean, two seasons that I can't remember one. When Doctor I, Who brings I, everybody I, back to save, save, just try to save, um, Amy. 
you know, and he like all those great episodes, you know, like yeah. you know the 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 headless monks and mm-hmm. when he when he breaks time and and there's so many so many so many good episodes yeah. where he does what has to be done, like he's willing to sacrifice himself. Sometimes he ends up not even have to, but he but you know, and then even the humanity of. The, the, the Many Husbands of River Song episode mm-hmm. where Capaldi, although it doesn't make sense that he's the romantic lead, but he, he does the most romantic thing in the world that he can for exactly. River because he owes her that and he loves her. Like, that's his wife. Like, that's, even though it was in a well, different even, incarnation, that's, a very interesting that's thing one of the ma- most amazing scenes in River the show. The, isn't River, like, the only um, companion that seems to have been loved by multiple doctors? That's quite the fact that doctors are each different people, kind of. Well, she only has two episodes with Tennant. Uh, is it just the one? Oh no, the, the, no it's, that's a, a it's a two-parter. Yeah, that's right. There's um, really only two episodes. So well, she, doesn't love her in that one, but like, but Capaldi obviously loves her, and Capaldi Smith obviously loves her. Capaldi was in love with her, yes. Like, because he still is. They he's still the doctor. They spend twenty-seven. He years spends together. twenty-four years with her, which is, is really yeah. twenty-four years. He spends twenty-four years with her, um, which is really more time than he spent than than probably. Smith spent. It might have been more time, yeah. Because Smith only would go and get her at night and have to bring her back in the morning. Jail half the time. Yeah, like she was in jail because she murdered him, like essentially. Which didn't make any sense. Well, but uh, but but that was how. Remember, like that was how the doctor had to kind of go back into the shadows. Going on opposite ways. But again, then there was the. That's the genius of the writing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that genius about genius love story. We didn't even get into the fact that every time two lovers that are literally going opposite ways in their timelines, like the movie Tenant. I mean, it actually kind of is similar yeah. in a way. And uh, we didn't even get into the fact that every time they had a message on the Chinbold uh, ser- seasons series, they punched you. It in the would face be like, it. you know, remember to recycle. That they dude, might as well have had a graphic. Nobody ever come taught on. that dude. What yes. the, nobody ever taught that dude the word nuance. There was no nuance to it. Yeah, like even, she even, might as well have turned to the even, camera. Even in the Rosa remember Parks, kids. Yeah, remember kids. Racism is bad. Like they might yeah. as well have even just had. Even in the Rosa like, Parks episode, the moral of the story yeah. is even know? in the Rosa Parks episode, which I mostly like, and I think is one of the best, yes. one of the better episodes of Doctor Who like ever. Um, even the messaging towards the end is like super on the nose, right? And like super, like all but you they go you back to. You could have ended it with the bus scene, but and then, but instead they do this like no, conversation afterwards. No, we had to go back. Like yes, yes. the importance of her. The importance of her fam. So yeah, we know. And it was like, oh yeah, we saw the episode. We were here, and we know who Rosa Parks is, and we know. Her yeah, we, we all know Rosa Parks world. is right. Like we don't but need they, Jody to explain it to us. My favorite was they went back to that. They went back to the when with, with the India one. What's the the the. Mm. The historical. Oh, we've mentioned this before. The, the partition line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, 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 when um the British left India, or, yes. or they they and then they they just split the territory yes. they had between Pakistan and India, and then there was just fighting along and the border. And it just was awful. And they went back to basically like to see the, meet the woman's to meet, grandmother to meet the uh, what's her name, the, like for the character's name. Yeah, yeah. We don't even know the character. We've watched I two scenes of this character. Right. We don't the Indian. Uh, the and British, she's the, the one that's back. The British Indian character. And she's the one. And that's she's back. the only one that's re- that they were they were, yeah. that they've retained. Um, and she was probably the least amount of character development of the th- of the four of the three companions. Yeah, she's almost as bad as actor as Jody. I think she's probably better, but <laughs> we, we don't know. We don't know though because they haven't given her anything to. Do. She had the least to do in, in her the own Indi- episode. In the India episode where they went back in time to beat her own family. She had the least to do. I swear to God, like Graham the, had more to do. Graham, the white and the, old British guy, had more to do back because, in like partitioned India definitely. and Pakistan than like the own granddaughter of the. The only scene that they're really good in that episode where she like goes back and sees her grandmother right. in like real time again and she remembers. Like that's like the only or like yeah, she recognizes kind she was, of. Yashmin Khan. 
Yeah, Yasmin. Yasmin? Yes, I think they Yaz. Yeah, Yaz. Yeah, Yaz, yeah. And I feel bad because I think she's probably a very good actress. We don't know. the right. It's like Star Wars, like the original. <laughs> it's like the original trilogy. Not the original trilogy. The the, the, the prequels. Yes. It's like, it's like this This is like decent storytelling, maybe. But, but like, besides but Graham, like, no dialogue. besides just, a couple moments, even so, the great moments between yeah. Graham and his stepson, um, they're not, any of them aren't as good yeah. as any single every action interaction ever yeah. between Rory and Amy. The interactions have never the interaction between these companions and the relationship right. have never approached even half the level of any other companion. Any any other like, one. Even when when Smith or Capaldi went back to like even Donna Victoria England and you had um you had uh, Strack and yeah. you had those three. Those characters were better written, and Mickey, we barely saw Mickey them. Mickey barely traveled with the Doctor. Like, and Mickey was a better character. And, 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 Mick, and, and Mickey, was Mickey a, had a Mickey, better story arc. Yeah, Mickey was in like maybe three, four. <laughs> Mickey gets with Martha in the end. Yeah, Mickey, that's which is great. Uh, and Mickey has like maybe three, four, maybe yeah. five episodes. Rose's mother has a better story arc. Yeah, like the like Tenet, <laughs> Tenet is able to form better relationships with reoccurring characters in from his and so and Smith as well is better to form better relationships with all these different reoccurring characters than Jody has been able to do right. with, with two seasons with right, each episode has been with the same three people right. and none of those relationships are even half of ones with side characters right. that Tenet and Smith were in relationships right. with. I mean, like I, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't know if it's direction. Wilford. I don't know if it's direction. I don't know if it's Wilford writing. Wilford wasn't even really acting. a full time companion. And look how great Wilford is. And that's a better relationship. That than scene has makes me three when Wilf, when he salutes Tenet at, when, when Tenet's dying because he gives up his life, but then he gets, goes Wilford. he goes back in time and he gets Donna's he buys he borrows a dollar or a pound to buy a lottery ticket, but he already knows the numbers, so he picks the numbers so Donna never has to worry for anything in her life. It's the last thing he does to take care of someone who Donna, because he took everything away from Donna or she would have died. Yeah, then he saves Martha's life and, and, and does all these different like, and things. And when I can't, Wilford's saluting when Tennis about to go regenerate, it's like, oh my God, I cry when I watch that scene. There's nothing in the Jody era well, that I'm going to look at Well, Tennis' last episode's the way. saddest episode. Oh my God, that's it's such like, a and good I, episode. And I, and I like... I'm sad when I see when I see the last episode of Smith, and I'm sad when I see the last episode of Capaldi. But the the the, the saddest episode of Doctor Who is is uh well the great is, is Tennant's last episode. Smith's Capaldi's last episode is so good because it's so comedic because it's yeah. that Doctor with the first Doctor, which obviously not the same actor. Yeah. But oh my God, it's like it's such a good episode. It's so it's like she's saying like, oh, you could this place could be cleaned, young lady, and if you keep acting like that, I'm going to have to give you a spanking. And meanwhile, Capaldi's like, please, please stop saying that. Like, like oh, so I'm like you can't yeah, say these things. Like, like they're, they're making fun of the sh that the show, show came out in the 1960s, yeah. and it's just so great. Like well, I'm a fool with thinking, yeah, but like I mean, and I can quote those episodes because yeah. they're so good. I, I can't, can't quote, quote anything. I can't quote stuff. anything. I'm yeah. like I can, like except farm. This is my farm. Come on, farm. Okay, we get it. Your family. Your and that's not a word that's going to carry itself well in 20 years. We're not going to be saying fam in 20 years. Like it's yeah. like, it tried to be like you know trendy. And it can't be so. All right, I think we've. I think we're pretty far into this now, aren't we? <sighs> we're we're way into it. We're way over. All right then. I think we're not going to get to anything else this we, week. No, we're that seems to be a trend with us. I think you know what we're going to do. We're going to do the last. I think the last three episodes of Bad Batch. We're going to wrap up Bad, of Bad Batch. Batch. Seemed to have a lot of lore in it and a lot yes. of backstory. Too and much stuff. to talk about. Uh, too much to talk about in the time we have left today. So maybe the last three episodes, I think, are kind of going to be maybe pretty connected to one another. So I maybe agree. in a couple weeks we'll come and back. And then a nice prediction of where it's going. Yeah, so maybe in a couple weeks we'll do like a, 
a Bad Batch yeah, recap Bad of the Batch entire recap. season. Probably have a lot of Rick and Morty we can talk about next week as yeah. well. We, we liked Rick, we liked the episode of Rick and Morty this season. It was yeah. like the Voltron one. Really good. Um, pretty good. It was like not the best episode of the season, right. but enjoyable enough with like yeah. the random mix of like um, guy gangster movies. There was and like thirty seven different movies, mafia movies. Yes. And it was like it was a, like they they've been doing a lot of just picking two random concepts and yeah. making it try to stick this season. Right. Which I don't know how I feel about yet, but it, I thought it was funny this time around. They did somehow picked like There's anime. Even, they picked anime Voltron right. and they it would like last like Power Rangers stuff. Right, and then. Mixed it with uh, <laughs> like like mafia movies like the, the, casino, God, the, the Godfather, Godfather especially like yeah, it was the Godfather like, Casino Scarface uh, Star Scarface with a little sprinkle of Pacific Rim on top as, as well and also so, the Wonder Years a little bit yeah well because of the voiceovers yeah kind of, but those no, are that, right out of well that's out of the Godfather yeah, I think but, the voiceovers are the Godfather no but they're definitely like the like and that was the moment when I realized he was my grandfather like that that is wonder years that's totally wonder years I'll take years. your word for it but I'm pretty sure it's the Godfather believe but. me because that's a fi- that was like the family you know yeah. show about voiceovers but yeah we'll probably hey, talk about um, that episode later we, uh, we really I do I think the next episode of Rick and Morty might be one of the serious ones that like we get every season because like of what the the little tidbit we get at the, right. the end of the every new episode that's like a a preview. I think this one's going to be like, uh, and it's Rick by himself, seemingly. Okay. Uh, so I think we're going to get a deeper one of those deeper episodes, and kind of around episode eight or nine is when we typically get like one of the deeper episodes each okay. season. So that's what I'm expecting. I could be wrong, but if okay. it's if it is one of those deeper episodes, we would definitely right. will talk about it next week. Yeah. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. We do really appreciate it. Our, we got our, our July numbers, and they were really good. Uh, and and uh, they were holding real steady, and we're just we feel we're growing. Yeah, people are sticking with us. So yeah, which is so really like we really appreciate see. that, and like I'm even starting to getting. We would love a few more comments from folks, so please follow us on our Twitter or Facebook page. Uh, give us a rating on whatever. Yeah, uh, give us. Yeah, that really helps as well. Like if you just give us a rating. Yeah, we're, we're whatever, in, whatever service you listen yeah, to us. Whatever service music, there's, there's an Amazon podcast service we're on that now too yeah. believe it or not i didn't even know they had that <laughs> but uh but that's the the network yeah. that we're on here um there's so many other good podcasts on this network as well a good friend of mine that i introduced matt our our our, uh, our producer overall producer he's doing a show called coaching from the sidelines and it's not about coaching it's about stories um so if you've ever played a sport or if you've ever been a coach mm-hmm. you know li- you know stories from the sidelines I encourage you to listen to Larry Monahan's podcast. Fun very funny guy. It's a, it, Larry's you got know, it, when you all were coaching in track when I was there you would spend <laughs> the entire time laughing with coach Robbins the entire time. He just and 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 he does, and he loves working with teenagers and and I and I'm uh, you know, I got to appear on Andrew uh, Lenz's uh, talking about uh, cable access. So there's so many good podcasts, uh, and there if if you're not into pop culture, you're definitely gonna find uh, something you like. Uh, so please follow us on our next of kin Twitter. Please check out the BS, you know, the, our, our website and our, the podcast precinct. And and we really do thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. Take care. Yep. Have a good one. Grocery shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think those they sell those here. Uh, 
must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh, boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.